So, uh, I mean, like, hey, do, do never come to Switzerland uh, uh, and, and, do, and, and pull those things out, like, seriously. By the way, uh, Donny, uh, Donald Trump impersonator, I've just invited you up on stage, man. It's been a while. And just want to tell you, man, DM me. The team will, I think you have my number. Uh, so you can DM me anytime you're in the space to bring you up, man. I'd love to have you anytime. So I've just invited you up to speak if you have time, if you're not on the move or anything. Uh, Ian is here as well. Uh, good to have Ian. How are you, Simon? Uh, I'm good. How you doing? Good, man. Good. Um, Maybe we'll get the real Donald Trump uh, next time. We're trying, but that's going to – imagine like he does his intro into uh, – into, uh, let me see where Kim is. He does his intro into Twitter coming on our space. Uh, that would be yeah. a hell of a – like we had – so we did pretty good. Like we had Elon's first space other than his own – uh, be on the round table. We've had SBF's first interview um, outside of mainstream media. We could say first crypto interview because there was yeah. two before us. Good morning, American stuff on our space. The only way to top that off is either Elon joining today because I think the circumstances make it more exciting than than last time when he came in to talk about Sam, or yeah. Donald Trump just coming out of nowhere and jumping in. But dude, would you, dude? Elon is coming today, I think. Uh, but uh, because you delayed it so much, I have uh, no guarantee now, um, and none of it. I'm, I'm serious, you know. And uh, and uh, yeah, I, 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 the only problem with, uh, with Donald Trump is that because he has this uh, this Twitter uh, competitor now, uh, he's kind of trying to to not promote uh, Twitter since uh, since he's on a contract with since, them since Elon. Uh, since Elon uh, is uh, is putting him back in, you know, and uh, now that Elon got the Twitter, so. Anyways, let's see what happens. Okay, let's go. All right, well, we're starting. I'm just bringing up all the uh, speakers. So if you're a speaker that already spoke to the team to, to come up on stage, please do put your hand up. just makes it a lot easier to, uh, uh, to find you because Twitter glitches a lot. Um, and if I can't bring you up, then it's glitching, so I do apologize. Uh, alright, let me check where Kim is and make sure everyone's here. He's down there. He's still there. Oh, Kim is down. <laughs> let me bring him up. Yep. Uh, where's Kim? Kim? The, yeah, I mean, thing. I mean, quite frankly, who better than, uh, than Elon can, uh, can talk about, uh, the Twitter files, you know? And, uh. But can you have to, you have to, you have to tell us. If Elon joins, you have to tell us how the hell you got him, because you get a lot of the no, credit. No, 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 no. Come on, please. Uh. You have to give us your secret we, sauce, Jerry. No, no, no. We, we talk, uh, we talk, uh, off record, please. <laughs> okay, man, okay. okay. Alright, I think Kim is here. Let me check. Elon, it's a pleasure to meet you, by the way. I've heard great things about you, man. Kim was, uh. Thank you. Praising you like Thank and, you. And you guys did a marathon space yesterday. That was insane. Yeah, I think it was about five hours, I want to say. I'm not sure. I think Tara... Uh, ten hours. Tara, yeah, I'm trying ten to... Hours. Yeah, Tara's joining as well. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, you guys are crazy. Crazier than me, almost. Almost. Another, if you had another six hours, you'd, you'd, you'd be crazier <laughs> than me. Um, so, Kim and Tara, I'm trying to bring you guys up today. Uh, because it's glitching a bit. Uh, for some reason, I can't invite Kim. Let me see. All right. Let me see how that works. Kim, invite as co-host, cannot be invited. So I'll have to see. Mm -hmm. Kim, if you're here, try to jump off. And Tara as well. Maybe they have the hand up and I can't see it. That could be the reason because it happens a lot. Let me, it could be. Let me put the hands down. 
But in the meantime, while I do this, so if, by the way, if you're you've been invited to speak, and I, I'm here, but I don't know if you're referring to Tara Tara Bull or Tara Reed. Uh, Tara Bull. Let me see who's on stage. Tara Reed, is that you? Yeah, that's Tara Reed. Yes. That's oh, okay. Me. I can see you now. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Mr. Trump, uh, we were just talking about you joining the space, and you just joined. So I just want to. Uh, while I bring up Kim, oh, there's Kim. Found him. Fuck yeah. Uh, while I bring up Kim, I just want you to, to tell us why you're back on Twitter and what you think of the of the Twitter files. Mr. President? Well, I got to say, I'm usually cranky about the Twitter files because none of them talk about my hair. I've got the best hair, very strong hair. And quite frankly, I'm hugely upset that none of them have talked about my hugely fantastic routine that I do to style my hair. And it makes me cranky. So, quite frankly, that's number one. Number two, I got to say, Hunter Biden, wow. It's even worse than I thought. Hugely bad. I mean, the thing is just that this guy makes a lot of leaders around the world look like Scooby-Doo or something lovable. So, I got to say, it makes me tremendously cranky. Hugely cranky. But I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'll give you my thoughts as soon. If you can convince Kim and Tara... To check, unless it's glitching, to, to check their co-host invite to come up. Tara, Tara I've just sent you one. Kim is already co-host now. Uh, oh, yeah, Kim, can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. Hey! <laughs> How are you? Good, good. <laughs> I've just sent an invite to Tara as well. Uh, Tara, I've sent you an invite to co-host. I know you're <laughs> requesting to speak. So let me bring you up as a speaker and then I'll co-host you. Can you hear me, Tara? Yeah. Yeah, Tara, yeah, check your DMs from Mario. No, it's, it's, uh, it's working now, bro. It's working now. Uh, right she's up. Yeah, she's up as a speaker. So uh, we also have Alex on stage and, and uh, 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 Are you Spikes. referring to Tara Reed or Tara Bull? Because Tara Bull, Bull, Bull. No, Tara Bull is a speaker, Bull is, is a speaker and I've just sent you a co-host invite. So I just want to start it off before kicking it off. I can't see Kim on stage. But uh, as can. long as I hear, okay, as long as I hear his voice, I'm happy. First, I want to kick it off by applauding Tara, Kim, Ian. You guys, like, I was asleep, so I didn't go through the space. I just woke up. I didn't even know about the Twitter files. I woke up and like, oh, hell broke loose. <laughs> it's insane. Reminds me of the FTX thing, but non-crypto. Um, so I'll give you guys the mic to kind of give the audience an overview. Anyone that didn't attend your space, what exactly happened? Um, what do we know so far? What are we expecting in a few hours? In the meantime. Tara, I've given you a co-host invite, so uh, she can accept it and become a co-host. So you should you should be able I to see it. I can't see it, Mario. I uh, don't know I'll, what's I'll, going on. I can't see it. Oh, good. I'll try to send it to you uh, via DM if you don't see it. If it doesn't work, so I'll keep trying. It should work. Also, just want to welcome uh, new speakers, Alex and Spike. It's the first first time on stage, guys. You can put your hand up anytime. Um, and Tara, Kim, myself, will just give you the mic to speak, or you can just jump in if there's a, a, a relevant point you want to comment on. We're very chill in how we do the space, but otherwise, I'll give the mic while I try to bring up Tara. I'll give the mic to Kim, uh, Ian, and Tara just to give us an overview because they they covered the hell out of this topic. For sure, thank you. Yeah, uh, well, great, great to be here. Um, yesterday, Elon obviously blew up Twitter. First, he set the world record for reloads because everyone was reloading <laughs> his uh, Twitter to see the the news. But then he uh, delivered uh, together with Matt, uh, you know, the Twitter files. And what a bombshell. I mean, it's just uh, really amazing. You see some in the mainstream media trying to 
make it that, you know, it isn't really much, but anyone who's uh, seen the release and anyone who understands a little bit about uh, what it means uh, understands that this is a pretty big deal because what Elon has revealed um, is that there was collusion between the Biden team, the DNC, and Twitter to shut down the Hunter Biden story uh, because they knew it it could derail Biden's uh, chance to become president. So um, what we're looking at here is something that is certainly going to be investigated um, both in the House, probably in the Senate as well. Um, and if the Republicans win with Walker, um, who is basically the, the vote that is going to decide, you know, where the Senate is going, then they will have a real chance to impeach uh, Joe Biden because of the activities that led to this whole story being censored to his benefit. So it is a major development. You will also see court cases about it. I've already seen a couple of stories today uh, from people that are saying that, that they are going to sue some of the people that have been censored on Twitter now understanding why that happened and who called these uh, the shots behind it. And so the releases uh, today, you know, of new information, uh, Twitter files too, I'm looking pretty much forward to that because uh, if it is as damning as the stuff was yesterday, uh, then it is going to be, uh, you know, even more to uh, be excited about because what, what Elon has done by releasing this information is to re uh, talk without being censored. So that is what do you think is going to be in uh, Twitter files number two, Kim? What, what's your uh, uh, what, what do you predict? Well, I think you know, what happened yesterday, he delayed the release for 40 minutes because I think what happened last minute, he would have gotten some legal advice about some of the material and uh, the lawyers would probably uh, want to have a bit more time to look at it and to make sure that he is not personally exposed in any way. Uh, he's done it really smart, the release, by, you know, working with Matt, uh, with an independent journalist. Yep. Uh, so I think what we're going to see today is the not uh, really willing to release yesterday because the lawyers needed more time. So I'm excited. You know, I, I don't think uh, uh, this is going to be any less interesting than the stuff that we saw yesterday. And a lot of people um, have mentioned that they would have liked to see more names. They would have liked more people to be called out on the Biden side and in the DNC. And I think it's really good that that didn't happen because, number one, it would have uh, 
um, you know, expose Elon to potential lawsuits and things like that. And they could uh, be low-level staffers who are contacting Twitter, right? It, we don't know if it came on from Hive, if it came from Biden himself, or someone really, really close to him, right? Somebody high up in the administration now, like Ned Price, we don't know. It could just be an email from a low-level staffer, and now they would be in the firing line, which would be extremely unfair to them, right? Just Kim, quickly, to let you know that Richard Hart is trying to come up on stage. I'm trying to invite him. Yeah, yeah, so if it. you could if you could try to invite him as well because it's not working on my end, that would be great when you get a chance. Yeah, I think it's because I the chat that. is full, right? It's got it's got twelve people in here, so uh, I think the limit. No, it it only no? shows it doesn't show twelve people. One, two, three, four, uh, it only shows one, two, three, four, five, seven, eight, nine, nine people for me. How many does it show for you? It shows twelve for me. Oh shit! Okay, so I'm trying to co-host Tara. That's probably Tara Bull. So that's probably why it's causing an issue. Um, Tara, what, what I recommend maybe, cause that's what usually happens when it doesn't co-host. If you could, uh, jump out and then jump back and I'll send you a co-host invite to your DM. And so jump out of the space completely. And then you could accept that. If it doesn't work, we'll do it again through a speaker. So maybe that's one Tara, thing to try and, to. And also, Tara, uh, quit, hard quit your app. So you slide it up slightly that it shows up as a little item and then just slide it up so it quits completely and then restart Twitter. That will help. Cool. So I'll let Tara do that. Not sure if you can hear us. Tara, and if you it us? doesn't work, you have to reboot your, your phone now, just so you know. Okay. All right. So I'll let you, sorry to interrupt, Kim. I'll let you continue and I'll, I'll sort it out with Tara. I'll give you my WhatsApp, yeah. Tara, so you can DM me. So the, the criticism was that uh, not more people were named in the release of the first batch of uh, Twitter files. Now, I have to say he doesn't have to do that at all because what he has provided is evidence of collusion uh, between a political party and Twitter to censor stuff that should not have been censored. They didn't have the legal basis uh, to censor it. So what's going to happen on the basis of the first release, there will be court cases, there will be uh, congressional hearings, uh, people will be subpoenaed under oath, there will be discovery requests. So all of the names that are not currently popping up will come out uh, in the wash of all of these um, actions that are now being taken by parties that were affected by the censorship, right? So yeah. he's actually playing it really smart. Uh, he's keeping himself uh, out of the firing line by doing that. And it shows that he's great legal advice. And, you know, he's just a, a, a very clever guy. And I think what we're going to see today is the stuff that has now been vetted by the lawyers, uh, you know, to be released. Uh, and they've probably disarmed it a little bit. But the beauty of this thing is that there is enough now uh, and we will will get such a big um, a response from, you know, lawmakers, from parties that were affected by the censorship uh, in a legal sense, that all of it is going to come out. It's not, not preventable uh, to stop, uh, you know, people being called out, people being asked to be witness, uh, witnesses and uh, under oath having to give testimony. So it's fantastic what Elon has done. So, so like Kim, uh, just to be oh. counter counterbalanced to that, um, in preparation for the space, I was asking, I was reading a few articles uh, to build up a bit of a 
broader picture around it, a bit of a more sort of palette of colours. And uh, one of the ones I read was the uh, the Rolling Stones, which basically said it was a snooze fest, that there was sort of not enough information shared, that it wasn't that as groundbreaking as we'd all hoped it to be. And so I'm curious for your perspective and maybe Ian's on, you know, do you agree with that? Or you think that's complete baloney? Or is it just what you think the existing narrative is going to say? I'm curious. So it's, it's very, a very important, good question to remind everyone that the media largely colluded with the approach that Twitter took. So they were all repeating this lie by the 50 plus intelligence community members that wrote this uh, open letter saying that this is likely to be Russian disinformation. And the media ran with that. The deep state gave them uh, basically the transcript, you know, how to shut this thing down. And uh, the media is now, of course, over the fire because with this um, disclosure from Elon, it is very clear that there was um, a collusion to try and shut this thing down, to push Biden uh, into the White House. And to- oh, shit, Kim just dropped off. He did, yeah. So anyway, no, I'll, I'll let you take it over, Ian. Okay, yeah. So they claimed it was obviously Russian disinformation, right? If you look at one of the clips I posted on my timeline, it is a collage of all these MSM talking heads, you know, for everything from uh, Politico, which uh, Natasha Bertrand, she was the first to kick this thing off. She was the one who uh, claimed that the intelligence community, uh, 50 members of them, uh, had said it was Russian disinformation, and then it just took off from there. So CNN, MSNBC, you know, even, uh, you know, YouTube channels that are left-leaning were all parroting the same narrative, the same talking points, and they said that to even share it would be, uh, you know, would be dangerous for democracy, right? They literally tried to shut down this whole thing, and they're all very invested in it. I mean, if you look at the people calling this uh, uh, expose boring, the ones who are saying that Matt Taibbi destroyed his reputation and his career for the richest man in the world. If you look at their timelines, if you dig up what they said in 2020, they're all the same people who downplayed this whole thing. They first dismissed it as Russian disinformation, and then it was obvious that it wasn't Russian disinformation when even the New York Times had to report earlier this year that it was uh, verified. And CBS had a great report a few weeks ago that, you know, confirming every single aspect of that New York Post report, uh, they all moved, they pivoted, right? They moved the goalposts and said, oh, it's just, uh, it's just revenge porn of Hunter Biden. Right. It's a it's a it's a poor man. He's an addict and you're bullying him. I mean, I, I even saw the same talking point yesterday where a lot of people were saying that uh, I think it was a Max. What's his face? The guy from Vox or the editor in chief saying that this is uh, clearly an attack on Hunter Biden, that they're abusing this poor man. Elon Musk, the Wall Street man, is abusing a former addict, a drug addict. I mean, it's no one buys this, right? No one except for like the most hardcore reader of these third, you know, these these rags, these disgraces of journalists. Uh, nobody believes this because the vast majority of people on this planet who have been, whether you've been following this news or whether you know it's a tangential thing, it, it, it's got to make you pause for a moment and question what it is you know, what it is you're being told when you're literally told by. Uh, these talking heads by people on, you know, on Twitter or on TV telling you not to pay attention to this, that this is dangerous knowledge. 
What, what, what do you do? Well, the reflective action, I mean, the reactive action is to look into it yourself because that is your ability, right? Unless you're a sheep, unless you're an NPC, I think most people are not NPCs. They're going to look into this and they're going to realize that they've been lied to for, for so many years now and the lies just don't stop coming. And so, Elon Musk so, has given a voice to so everybody. Ian, just to, to, be able just to, to follow up on that then. Um, you know, some of the data that we've seen more recently from Musk himself and Twitter is that, you know, there's been a, a, a sizable, notable decrease uh, in the followership of left leaning to mm-hmm. encompass maybe far left or more central left and a notable increase of people who are center right or right. Again, that's variable depending upon what context, which country you're talking about. So how do you see that playing into this? And the other thing is that I've had several messages from people just to be balanced or for the sake of argument, uh, someone talking about that the fact um, both sides requested the removal of tweets. Both sides requested it. Okay. It was something that occurred. So, so what, what, what are your thoughts? Okay, so for the first question, I would say that, uh, you know, it, it's true a lot of people uh, have uh, logged off of Twitter, right? They've deleted their accounts, moved to Mastodon or Hive or that post-social thing, the one that's, you know, never going to take off. Uh, obviously, those people have left. You know, some celebrities have quit, uh, people like Jim Carrey, for instance, or, um, you know, you know who I'm talking about. So there's that. And I, I think those are a small minority of people, people who didn't really use Twitter that much, people who only, you know, maybe followed, uh, they, they created Twitter accounts, had maybe uh, 10 people that they were following for news, and, uh, you know, they just went along with the narrative. I don't think that's a significant number of people. I think that, more crucially, uh, a lot of the people, you know, that they've been losing, that these journalists have been losing are in fact bots because as we've seen you know just even just a few days ago when alexander vinman tweeted something uh something that was attacking elon musk what happened was uh you had all these bots literal bots who were uh repeating the same line over and over and over again you know like dozens of times to try to get his phrase to trend on twitter this is what they do they use a an app called thunderclap and some of it is automated you know you have automated bots where basically, you know, they hone in on a single tweet, a, a single narrative that they want to push, and they push it out, right? Like, they, they all say the same thing. This is why, uh, not just a few years ago, the New York Times, every single day it would trend in the morning. And I looked into that. I was curious, why is it that the New York Times lead article, the one that is going to make, you know, the headline news and, and set the tone for the entire day, why does it trend in the morning? Well, if you look it up, right, if you looked up their headlines, you will see literally uh, hundreds of, or of thousands of accounts, some of which are even blue check marks, even journalists, who would immediately tweet the same thing the instant the New York Times tweeted it. And this is, a, they're using an app called Thunderclap to do this, where they basically, uh, it sends it to all these accounts that are signed up with it to tweet the exact same message and gets that entire phrase to trend. That's how they were doing this. That's how they controlled the narrative. To, to, to that point, Ian, I think it's quite interesting. You, met, you mentioned Vin and I. Um, we we had a conversation on Spaces about an hour after he mentioned those tweets. Um, I met him in person in DC, and we had a we had a conversation. And mm-hmm. some of what you're saying, no, I'm, I'm showing this because it's real time data. Uh, some of what you're saying is true. Uh, we did some uh, uh, algorithmic uh, analysis afterwards, and, and what you're saying is partially true. There was a uh, yep. intensified rise in the amount of certain accounts associated with the um, uh, hashtags and uh, things that you mentioned. So, anyway, please carry on. It's quite interesting. Okay, yeah. Okay, no, don't worry. Can, I, can I jump may in I here? May, may I speak, hey. please? Um, so, I think we're enough. Uh, we're enough people now on the spaces for for Elon to jump in. Uh, the thing is, we have to be careful about what we say, 
because uh, like uh, Kim said, this is this is actually escalated quickly to to national security type of thing. And it's very tricky when you have uh, a Democrat president in the Oval Office uh, while uh, it actually concerns um, potential um, election manipulation. Yeah. And so I, I don't know if everything was exactly planned from, from, from Elon, you know, to about these uh, Twitter files. But, um, but uh, here's the thing. You have to consider things with different perspectives. Um, so you're going to censor the censorship conversation is the idea? No, no, no. Look, look. Uh, so let me just uh, finish this so that uh, hopefully we'll get Elon on. Um, I feel so essentially, I... essentially um, <clears throat> because of the firing that has happened in, uh, there is a, a highly likelihood of leaks because that's just how, how people are, you know, they, they seek for vendetta. And, uh, and so the best way when you know that there's going to be a leak is that, uh, you can leak it yourself so that you can spin it and control a little bit more the narrative, okay? And uh, that's basically what, why uh, Elon should join and then just talk about it, you know? Uh, now, the thing is, like, like I said, it, it's very sensitive data, and there's people listening to this, okay? And uh, to this one podcast, you know, to this one uh, spaces. And uh, it's very hard to control now the narrative because... Elon has hinted uh, very clearly that um, that uh, Twitter Spaces is now becoming um, like uh, essentially uh, citizens reporting, and 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 we have uh, today more credibility in here in these Twitter Spaces, which will eventually become the everything app. Um, we have more credibility. Than, um, than the CNNs and the mass media of this world, who, by the way, don't even have the followers they claim they have. And, and, and you add on top of that the, um, what Ian was saying, which is um, the bots who make it look like people are still listening to them. They are not. Nobody is listening to mass media anymore. And they have completely shot themselves in the foot with the COVID narrative because now we know that they are unreliable. It used to be that people know that the government lies, but then they don't connect the dots for some, you know, human stupid reason that they say, okay, so do you, you, you ask a person uh, straight in the face, you say, do you trust the government? And they will say no. But when the mass media reports whatever the government wants you to to accept as as a hundred percent truth, then for some reason they believe it. Okay, this is no longer true for for a part of the population. This is basically changing, and be a broadcast of what actually people think, and that will be echoed. To the, to the peoples, and therefore they will lose the control of the narrative. And this is the most important thing in society, because when you do not control what 
the the broad mass psychology is. And again, I would point you to an interview I did with uh, with Matthias Desmet, who who wrote a, a book, uh, the the psychology of totalitarianism. He's the he's the um, <clears throat> psychology professor who uh, was attempted to be uh, banned from the University of Ghent in Belgium uh, because he was pointing out at the fact that there was um, <clears throat> what the, what he coined as <clears throat> mass mass formation. Okay, and this is basically breaking down now. And so with this, uh, all I wanted to say, right, is I know for a fact that uh, Elon is listening to this uh, or his associates are. So I just want to say two things. Number one is please retweet this, um, this, uh, these spaces and uh, bombard Elon to come on board so that he so that he does okay and and if you if you have access we're going to be speaking now for a couple of minutes about the twitter files so i think it's only right you know for him who owns this platform to come on to come on stage and to talk about it so that so that he can control what is being said because otherwise there will be speculations and there will be things that will not be able to to uh, to be uh, to to be truthful. So that's uh, pretty much what I wanted to say, Mario. Um, and yeah, yay! Very My much turn. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up, baby. everybody? Richard Hart here to drop truth bombs on you guys. Like you guys are all acting like something amazing happened here. You're not in the real game, okay? In the real game, we're still totally censored everywhere. We can't see anything we want anywhere. I've been banned off YouTube four different times, begged the internet gods to unban me. Thank God they did, because there ain't no customer service email. You're literally one bot away from being completely removed from society. And so many people used to be able to speak publicly. They can't anymore. There was a bald dude. He used to talk about atheism and uh, being free from your parental control. I think his name was uh, Stefan Molyneux. Gone. He's gone. Alex Jones. Gone. Trump. Gone. Uh, this dude named Destiny. Gone. And there's all these other people that are just totally gone. You'll never hear from them again. That's, they don't exist anymore. Because they got canceled by all the people that are in power. So Elon bought Twitter to try and unscrew it. It's obviously sucked, which is why he had to buy it. It was good. He wouldn't have had to buy it and, tri and fix it. And then he discovers that, oh, look, censorship was happening. We know. We've all had, like, you're not allowed to advertise crypto on there. They don't accept the ads. You're not allowed to advertise crypto on Reddit. You're not allowed to advertise crypto magazines. You're not allowed to advertise anything except that what hurts people. If you have an exchange that hurts people, they'll take your ads. If you have a casino, they'll take your ads. If you have sports betting, they'll take your ads. But if you have an honest cryptocurrency, they won't accept your ads. And so what you need to do to get your free speech back isn't to beg Elon to release papers of what is obvious, that they've been censoring the crap out of everything. The only unique or interesting part of which was the ruling party had some say in it, which is obviously a First Amendment violation. And by the way, my people, the hexagons, I, for you guys that don't know, I founded a cryptocurrency. My people are receiving government subpoenas asking them for records of every conversation they've had with other people about the product. Now explain to me how that's okay with the First Amendment, how that's not a chilling effect, how that is not a slap 
strategic lawsuit against public participation. The government is fishing expedition, asking people for their conversational records with me. Why, why is the government subpoenaing people's conversations with me? This is happening to me. So is anyone else on the call having people subpoenaed for their conversations? No, just me. It's not a fair world that we live in. And where's our redress? Where, where do we go to get fairness for this? So, so what I'm saying is the solution for all of this uh, censorship crap is to treat the utilities. as utilities and break them up like you did Ma Bell when Ma Bell was a monopoly through the same central telecom switch. That's the reason you could get internet from 10 different places instead of just having AOL. So regulating these utilities will give you your freedom back. Giving you data portability will give you your freedom back. There used to be a hashtag on Twitter called net neutrality and net neutrality meant that you had to be you and your packets and your data had to be treated the same as everybody else's and they couldn't decide to just like, Oh, you want to send a Bitcoin transaction? Yeah. We're just going to put a 10% tax on that. Oh, you want to visit uh, a shopping website? We put a 2% tax on that because they could do that. And they want to do that. Like the, the, these telcos want to monetize in any way they can. They don't want to be a dumb pipe. They want to act like they're an endpoint and try and start siphoning money off you. And so basically like, even even Twitter's trying to do this, right? Twitter Twitter wants to bang you for eight bucks, but it's so funny they don't really want to bang you eight for eight bucks. They you can still use the platform at the same level, roughly, as someone that didn't pay the eight bucks. You're just paying for basically a hat, except they only have one color of hat, and it's called a blue check mark. So it's like a Team Fortress hat, except it's just a blue check mark. Which, by the way, I had to work a lot harder for. I didn't pay eight bucks for my blue check mark. I do it the hard way. So it's just. I don't understand why everyone's so excited about a data leak that something is obvious. Everyone, everyone well, let me, has. Well, a, let, let me cut you wait, off right there. Wait. The reason that people are excited about this data leak is yes, it is confirming the obvious, but there's a difference between something being true to everybody and having evidence for it. That's the difference, right? That we haven't had any hard evidence that they were actually colluding. They could deny it, and there's no way to say, "Hey, you guys are lying," because that would be stipulation. That's the difference. That's why this matters. If we're going to, you know, when I say we, I mean, as in the public is going to make this into an issue where they bring it into the court of law, you know, we either through AG, some state, you know, from, from places like Florida or Texas, or if they're going to do it in Congress, they need evidence. They can't just be saying, you know, making assumptions and, and going on some fishing expedition to make the claim that can easily be denied and shot down. That no, you know, no, no court is going to say, oh, yeah, that's totally legit because it seems to be true. No, there needs to be evidence, and Elon has provided the evidence. That's what we're excited about. I shouldn't ask you how you feel about the EU's proposal uh, concerning Twitter in the next few months then. Yep. <laughs> what, what, was the, what was the EU proposal? Uh, well, the EU is basically saying that they're going to prevent the uh, – well, they're going to they're gonna bar Twitter unless they do something about the potential yeah, uh, limitations on freedom of speech. No. But, you know, uh, if I, if I remember correctly, every big global war has come from that side of the world, so Maybe they should chill out and, and let the free speech stuff work. I'm We've just had. joshing with you, buddy. It's nice to see no. you. How are you doing? Good. So, like, the the solution here is, by the way, Twitter is a private company. They could ban everyone named John legally. They're like, yeah, you're just not allowed to be named John. We don't serve John. Sorry. Bye. Bye, Johns. 
So the, the only the only way that this evidence is going to be useful is if the ruling party used it to stop people's First Amendment rights. And I'm well, telling and I you, think, that I think the, there you there you have it, though, Richard. And I'm speaking to you as someone who worked for Biden years ago and blew the whistle and came forward. I just had I, I don't know if you saw it. I, I gave it to Mario. It could be up in the little top, but the Daily Caller just showed the subpoena. They subpoenaed all my social media when I came forward. I'm just a regular citizen, but they, they did it under sealed warrants, and there's a sealed case. I don't even know what it's about other than I'm being investigated simply because I came Disgusting. forward. Biden. So what this is showing is, and I'm speaking to you now you know, with my lawyer hat on, is, is what Ian pointed out. This isn't just rumors, isn't just like people saying or colluding and talking about it. It's actual receipts of showing, um, what, what prosecutors look for is a pattern of evi- a pattern of behavior and also receipts. It shows when, why, where, and also the motive of how the, Dem- the DNC and the Biden campaign um, and then the Biden administration colluded with intelligence agencies. Now that's very key. Because then you get into the constitutional rights and the intelligence um, community, they take, you know, and just like Biden when he, you know, in his administration, they took an oath to uphold the Constitution and they violated that oath. And that's what Elon Musk pointed out in his tweet. That's why this is very important, because this is historical. This will go down in history and it's going to take a while for it all to unravel. But Elon Musk. You know, I don't know him personally, but he is heroic for doing this because he's coming up against a huge power machine that might affect all his other businesses because of his government contracts. Because he's he's exposing that the intelligence community behind the scenes violated U.S. citizens' right to choose their own political candidate by suppressing information that was of the public interest. So, yes, there will be huge um, reveals. And I think probably the reveal today, I don't know, but I'm wondering if it's going to be more about the intelligence community and that collusion as well as corporate media. Now the corporate media is, yeah, they use PR firms for. So anyway, that's, that's, that's I, I just funny. think it's funny that the, the company that's trying to make it better is the, like where, when every single crypto channel has been banned off YouTube multiple times, Where's our leaks from YouTube? Like, hey guys, can, can you guys stop screwing us? Right? Or like when magazines won't accept ads. It's just sad that we only get, the only people leaking data are the people that are trying to help us in the first place, you know? Like we just have Twitter stuff because Elon's nice enough to hook it up. Well, and, and you know, the that's, other point with the correct. DOJ stuff, like in my case, um, I didn't even know that my communications were all being taken under sealed warrants. The only reason I knew is that the Twitter attorney contacted me and said, Look, we, ha- we had to go to court to tell you that you are under surveillance by your government. And so as a citizen, I didn't even know. And um, so so I'm just a, a minuscule example of a very big problem. And so they did take all my Twitter, whatever, all my Twitter information, all of it, as well as my Google, my Gmail, my Instagram, my Facebook, which I've deleted those apps anyway, but the point is, is that those companies didn't contact me. Only Twitter did, and they had to do court cases and spend thousands to do it. So that must have been under Jack Dorsey. I don't know. But I do know that I've been shadow banned on Twitter when before Elon. Now yeah. I'm not. And I've been suppressed um, because 
they saw me as a threat and tried to destroy me using intelligence services. So that's what, to your point, that's why this is such a big deal. Not just for me, this is for all American citizens. American citizens should not be under surveillance by their government because they're using Twitter and Instagram and Facebook if they're not committing a crime. Simply if they're with the Fourth Amendment. It clearly states that you should be free from unreasonable search and seizure. And blanket fishing, like mass surveillance. I mean, Snowden was proved correct. Like he, he was right. There was illegal surveillance going on. And then everyone forgot about it. Nothing changed. The important part here is you got two enemies. The government is your enemy. They need fixed. They're doing things they shouldn't be doing. And it's not good for them or you. And the companies need fixed. You need competition to breed excellence. Unless we have data portability and unless Unless we have these uh, utilities treated as utilities and broken up and demonopolized, you shouldn't be able to get cancel culture if three companies ban you. That's not a sustainable way to live. So we've got two enemies here. One is the company monopolies, which are emergent. or not in Facebook's case. They're not emergent. They buy every competitor. And they're also government uh, overreach. And they're two enemies, not not one. Spike, I saw you on mute a couple of times, man. I'll give you the mic. I know it's your first time on stage. I appreciate yeah, and I, and I appreciate that. Really, the only thing I was going to add to this is that you're not going to see any kind of substantive change unless you have uh, the public support behind it. And that's going to require these kinds of disclosures happening more and more, which is why I'm hopeful that this isn't just day two of Twitter files, but that we're going into multiple days of Twitter files, releases on all sorts of different things in every single sector of society, showing how Twitter and no doubt every other big tech company has been colluding directly with government to suppress information and to essentially exile and blackball people from the internet space who give dissenting voices. I hope one of the upcoming ones is going to be on the COVID regimes and the lockdowns and, and mandates and suppression of any question as to the origins of COVID or uh, wherever this goes, the longer this goes on, the more people uh, have to be exposed to the reality that this was not a one-off thing. This was not, you know, don't believe your lying eyes. This has always been happening, and there's a, a substantial proof of it, and that it's happening on all these different things as well. I hope, I hope we're going to be talking about day 130 of Twitter files. So, Absolutely. So, so Spike, I whilst I uh, appreciate your point, I, I think we should mm. draw a limitation to too many different things. Um, I certainly a degree of, you know, government suppression or, uh, I don't know, shall we say, um, questionable action. Um, over certain policies, but I, I, each case is very different, and I think we should treat them in isolation. Um, when and if certain files were to be released on COVID, on electoral issues, on uh, the suppression of certain speech, even and basic on Twitter, things, right? Even even I even basic a, things yeah. like journalists getting Twitter to suspend anyone who was posting the NPC meme, or later on the learn to code meme, right? People were suspended for this. Hundreds. Uh, well, thousands of people were suspended for tweeting at journalists and who made that call i want to know who made that call what it was made for and who demanded it right was it the media that that you know was there a a concerted effort by members of the media altogether emailing them or you know was this something that someone at twitter decided to you know unilaterally do right we need to know these things and uh like like you said right it's going to be everything from uh, large stories whether it was the cover-up of the covid19 uh origins right because we know zero head was uh, banned for many, many months in 2020 for reporting that there was a large possibility it came from a lab in Wuhan, right? And then months later, they were unbanned without giving any explanation, 
and we need to know. The public needs to know what, what this is about. But one, Guys, one point I, I did we're, notice we're during the... Guys, so two things. Number one, uh, we're blowing up. And I think once we get to the 10K uh, listeners, uh, we have... Uh, we have a fair chance to have uh, Elon here. Also, I just tweeted uh, precisely that, that that Elon is best place to, uh, to 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 be discussing the subject. So if you can just go and retweet uh, my tweet, uh, hopefully that will spam him. Uh, anyways, uh, well, I, I, can I, I add, can I a, add I to that really a, quick? Just a second. Yes, yeah, sure. just a second. I, I thought you had a connection. Why? Why do we have to retweet now to get Elon's attention? Yeah, I don't understand. Kim is so that he, so that do I That's don't get spammed after. Please, can I? Uh, can I? Can we just? I'll tell you. Uh, That's what I was wondering. And, uh, and honestly, don't you think it might be <clears throat> more pertinent to have him in here when he's actually doing the release or after the release in order to do a Q and A? Okay. So look, my my. Uh, I'll tell uh, I'll tell you, Kim. Um, off, off stage, yeah? Yeah, uh, so send me, send me a message, Shireen, I can forward it to Kim. Also, Tara, I've been trying for, just to tell everyone, I've been trying to bring up Tara's co-host for the last 20, 30 minutes. Kim can't either. So I just want to give her a massive shout out and I'll keep trying to bring you as a co-host, Tara. I'm really sorry. Um, and I've got it's two phones logged into the space. <laughs> I appreciate yeah, it. No, it's, it's, it's Mario's fault. Honestly, Let's Twitter's blame <laughs> Let's blame your Mario. They need some revamping for it's sure. So by the way, we don't need to tweet anything at Elon. You don't need to retweet anything. He knows we're here. Ian is here. I'm yes. here. He's listening to the stuff. Exactly. So don't he worry. Does. He does. If he wants you know, to join, just, he'll just join. Chill. If he doesn't, he doesn't. Yeah. yeah, no big deal. So here's the thing, guys. What's very, what's very tricky for him now is that, you know, imagine being in a position where you are running a company and you are uh, opening a can of worms and then... You just, you just purchased the company, okay? And there was no, uh, no like a clear evidence of, of wrongdoing in the company when, uh, when there was a due diligence done on it, right? So he didn't know that there was any massive illegal activity or wrongdoing by the hey, company. Can you do me a favor, Kiri? Can you, can you, can you just stop talking for Elon? If Elon wants to talk about it, he no. will come up. He doesn't need you to be like his bodyguard, you know, just chill and uh, let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, but, but what I'm saying is imagine that you, you are, um, you are, you, you, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. That's what I'm kind of saying. Okay. I disagree. Uh, is, is this that, is exactly what he wanted. You know, no, no, okay, but, but the thing is, like, also, like, Gary, just if, read, read the room, let it be, read the room, let's, let's go on. Look, and correct. On Elon gets screwed by the Biden administration every single day. He is the largest new car manufacturer in a hundred or two hundred years in the United States. He doesn't get invited to the electronic vehicle summits. Like, he doesn't exist. He's the only game in town, and the Biden administration pretends he's not even there. So like and the media he, hates them. The media yeah, hates them. And you can literally part, tweet at me and they will write an article about how he tweeted at me and then, you know, they repeat every single rumor they heard about either of us. It's insane. It doesn't really matter. Like he doesn't care, right? He just yeah. doesn't give a shit about these people because like I like I said to him publicly and he agreed with me, it's like there's no point in trying to play their game or, or placating them because they're gonna hate you regardless. Fuck them, fuck the activists, right? 
if you want. I mean, they did the same. The car right. media did the same thing to him. And when exactly. Tesla cars came out, like literally Top Gear ran it out of battery on their own just to try and make it look bad. And he had to sue Top Gear for tr- literally savaging his new car company and making the car look worse than necessary. And I so, mean, so he doesn't buy ads. He doesn't. He doesn't buy ads. He's the only car company that doesn't buy ads. So guess who doesn't make money on him? The advertising companies, the magazines. But because the stuff's so good, they have to cover it for free anyway. So Elon is the ad. That's because he's the ad, and he knows how to do it. But he has a very simple explanation why Elon is doing this. Elon can't stand bullies. Elon stands up to bullies, and he also doesn't like injustice. You know, So he is putting everything on the line. Uh, to change things because he he's a smart guy. He sees exactly what's going on. He knows what's uh, wrong in society. He knows what needs to happen so humanity has a chance to move forward without all of these restrictions into our human rights and, you know, stifling of free speech. So what he's doing here is a great service uh, to humanity. And if he wants to come up and talk about it, let him talk about it. But th- let's not talk about him, you know, and how we have to protect him and all that. He knows exactly what the fuck he's he doing. Knows, yeah, he's been in the scene for years too. and years and years. You know, he's going to really be quick, upset. Uh, could I request to have ALX speak if, if that's possible? I'm so sorry if Richard was speaking. I can't hear him for whatever reason. Um, but ALX, or I don't know if you go by Alex, but he was one of the accounts that was wrongfully suspended from Twitter. Um, I'm not sure exactly how long ago, but he was just recently reinstated by Elon. And I, w- I would really love to hear his take on he's all a of this. P-O-W. That, that's what he is. I think he called yep. himself that on yeah. a podcast recently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was not my idea for the Chiron, but I got roasted by it's the awful for it's it. Cringy. It's, oh, it's so cringy. it's so fu- that was not my that was not my, <laughs> my take for the Chiron, but I enjoyed it. It was pretty funny. Uh, pretty but funny yeah, anyway, yeah. Anyway, so um, so what I think is interesting is so the James Woods tweet that was um, requested at the behest of the DNC to be taken down. Uh, I know it had to do with the Hunter Biden thing, but he used that same template that um, I believe that I was suspended for, but Twitter claims I was not. It was that I side with Joe thing. That was my last tweet before I was suspended, like 20 minutes before I was suspended. I tweeted that um, with like Xi Jinping, and I thought like it was a funny meme. And then I saw like Mike Cernovich like comment on it, and he said, Oh, this, this watch the media claim this is manipulated media or something and like use it to be suspended. Um, but yeah, so yesterday's drop kind of not only with the Hunter Biden stuff, but I want to know, and I'm, I'm interested if this is going to be covered in like the second drop. I want to know the extent of like how many users that the DNC and the Biden campaign actually requested to be taken down, how many were granted. And I would like to see each of those users like notified by Twitter. Uh, I think they have a right to know if they were suspended at the behest of the Biden campaign or the DNC or uh, and if it was honored, especially. But in general, um, I, I think they should they should have a right to know. I think I think that there's I wish I were more of a lawyer in this case, but there's a big difference between the administration that's in office and has been elected and the guys talking crap that weren't elected that just happened to be a club of people. So the DNC is just a club of people. So unless they're elected, I don't think you're going to have any teeth to like stop them from lobbying to get everyone they don't like banned. Well, this is, this is another thing too. It doesn't, 
it doesn't necessarily mean that it's limited to before uh, Biden got in office, uh, the Biden campaign and the DNC. If this was going on before, and we already know with the lawsuits uh, coming out over the COVID uh, misinformation, that there was active coordination between uh, the Biden administration and and Twitter. Um, so again, this could just be, you know, a pretext and just, you know, coming before again, this is, this is one drop. We do not know what the extent of all of this is. And this is only, you know, having to do with the Hunter Biden stuff. So well, I'm not, point to add I'm there too saying, is the, yeah. the DNC is a, uh, representative body of a whole bunch of people that are elected representatives usually. So uh, typically speaking, you know, even those people in, in Congress, they were asking for this as an issue. I think, I think, by the way, just as a side note, I'm not a fan of Biden or the idea of doubling the capital gains tax rate or some of the other awesome ideas I've heard from that administration. But uh, savaging the dude for what his kid did, unless there's direct evidence that he's involved, it's kind of kind of scammy, right? You got a crappy crackhead. We're not talking about like his drug habit. That's 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 a talking point yeah, no one cares about by that. the corporate media. What what we're talking about is his role in Burisma when he wasn't qualified. What we're talking about is when Biden was vice president and basically used his position to get financial gain for his immediate family. Influence peddling, right? The only reason yes. his son and, got the position exactly. of Burisma yeah. and, and the Chinese is, company the Chinese bank was because his dad was vice president. That's the only reason, because he had no qualifications to fill those roles. I mean, we're talking about $83,000 a month from a Ukrainian energy company. And, you know, months later, guess what happens, right? Uh, all these uh, favors suddenly start going to Ukraine. That's very interesting. Now, there's no hard evidence that these things are connected. But, you know, it's quite obvious why his son got those positions. At the very least. Well, when, well, there's one. I think, um, Ian, there's the email. There's the email that violates the emollients clause of the Constitution. Sarah, if, even and more importantly, the there is a former partner of uh, Hunter Biden who set up the company with him that benefited from all of these investments out of China, uh, you know, Ukraine and so on. And he went uh, on television and told his side of the story that Joe Biden was very much involved in these businesses, that he was the big guy who was going to get a 10% share out of all of these uh, dealings and transactions. And this guy came forward with concrete evidence, emails and everything. And the FBI literally refused uh, to interview him uh, and looked the other way. And uh, just recently, again, he's been uh, at uh, at Fox with um, uh, Tucker Carlson to explain that, you know, none of the stuff that he has revealed, including hard evidence in writing, emails, uh, have been reviewed. Exactly, exactly. And I think the bigger issue here is the bigger picture issue is how the Biden campaign in 2020 was using their position to influence the conversation via social media, Twitter being one of those platforms by siphoning it, controlling it and suppressing it. And that has to be that. Also part of the that's problem a, too. That's was, a party institution um, overriding democratic process. Like you could, you could argue that, you know, if, if you have an elected, uh, party and then they're having influence on the way that these companies operate, you could, 
I mean, at least it seems like people are arguing it's up to these companies to decide whether to collaborate with these institutions, as in their private companies, so they have the right to decide what's on their platform or not, which I don't think actually um, relates to their responsibility, just like you have other types of utilities, like energy utilities that are regulated specifically because of their importance to the public and the fact that the public needs these services. This is this is the big thing that actually has to be addressed with social media companies is they have this responsibility because they determine public discourse and they determine elections. So when you have a campaign of a presidential party having influence over what can be discussed on social media, that's where you create a situation where the embedded power in these party institutions is affecting an election because they are able to speak directly to a social media company um, before they've been elected. And you're seeing this where you have two parties that are capable of influencing in this way. And the boundaries of those two parties as an establishment in terms of the people who are included in that industry of politics and not determines who has influence over what is allowed on social media. So at a foundational level, this is a violation of First Amendment right. Absolutely, Tim. And, you know, as a customer, like a U.S. citizen, here I was, my information taken under sealed warrants by a government agency when I didn't commit a crime. I simply told of a crime, something that happened to me. So I think for everyone, for all U.S. citizens, just regular citizens, how how can we have trust and faith in these social media companies if they're simply colluding with um, political power and with campaigns or with you know, the governing, you know, at the time, whether it be about COVID or in my case, it was a whistleblowing case or a nut or the Hunter Biden laptop. It doesn't matter what the subject matter is. The fact is the intelligence communities should not have the overreach to reach into private companies and take personal data without permission. And without, I think we lost, sorry about that, Tara. I think we lost Kim. Uh, I don't know if he's reconnecting Mario or you're able to get him back up here. Uh, Yeah, I'll DM him now. Kim, can you hear me? I was just going to offer to do a quick reset of the room and just remind people that yesterday it was around this time uh, that the files dropped, I believe. So uh, it could be happening soon. Um, Also, if you're liking what you hear in here, make sure you're following the host, Mario, so you can catch his spaces in the future. And make sure you retweet the space so others see hey, it. You follow, you gotta follow, you gotta follow, you gotta follow Tara, you gotta follow Tara. She deserves a lot of credit for making this happen. And Kim, are you back? As you see, you come up again. So the, uh, so there's something now. really, uh, really weird going on here. So every time I speak and I raise important issues, I get kicked from the space. And when I, when I join back, um, it doesn't let me speak or do anything. So I really had to like restart my phone and everything. It's like really, really. Do you know, strange. Kim, I, I, uh, so I, you know me, I'm, I'm, I, I don't like, I'm not a, I wouldn't say conspiracy theorist, but I don't like to make up stories. And I want to tell you something though that I haven't spoken about. Remember when the Hunter Biden thing happened? A lot of the press was asking me what happened. I've had a lot of glitches on Twitter spaces. Like today, I can't co-host Tara. I'll try again soon. It could work. Some speakers we can't bring up. I hope Jack is up. Jack Levin, I've been trying to bring him up for a while. Jack, um, yeah. Jack's oh, up. sick. Perfect. Up, yeah. Um, yeah, so Kim, what happened, and, and I haven't said this to anyone yet except my, my team. When With the Hunter Biden thing, we had a glitch that we've never had before. I've done dozens, maybe a hundred spaces plus. Never had this glitch. So while, when it started getting in a bit... The room, guys. 
Just so you know. Oh, sick. All right, cool. I'll, I'll invite him up. Um, hopefully it doesn't glitch. When, when Elon was here last time, I brought him up as a co-host, and it, um, it glitched. Um, yeah, I just so invite him as a speaker more. because co-hosting is very glitchy. Yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't him. make an account that size. It's better just Elon's a speaker. I, I think it would be. Yeah, I've better. just I've just sent him through a speaker invite. Um, so Elon, I hope it works. Um, yeah. So what happened with the Hunter Biden when he was on stage is it started glitching for me, a glitch I've never had before. Again, I'm not making theories. It could just be a glitch. But when it started getting a bit heated, um, and one of the speakers asked a question we weren't allowed to ask, it started muting and unmuting everyone. No, first it kicked. So it was, it was Hunter and uh, someone that works with him. It, we had many other speakers. None of them were removed except the person that was second, right after, within seconds, while all our uh, mics were muting, unmuting, muting, unmuting, nonstop. And then we closed the space, did it again. We never have a glitch when we do it again. Same issue happened again. Um, and someone started, you know, an analyst told me, Mario, there's actually something fishy happening. So I don't think it's happening now, Kim, to you. And maybe it was a glitch back then. Never brought it up. But it was a very... Um, uh, well-timed glitch and then well, after maybe five minutes in a work Mario just, just to be on the other side like you know I'm a bit I have a different position to some other speakers here on certain things it's happened to me as well so I, I think it's a, a technical so error. yeah I think I think I think I think it is technical error it happened to me and all other speakers so it would mute unmute mute unmute non-stop and we started the space again did it never this error never happened before other errors happen on a regular basis again Piotr as I said it could very well be just a glitch um, it's just a very ironic and well-timed uh, glitch. Um, but anyway, no, I, I think it's uh, important Kim, to raise it. Uh, I think it's important to raise it. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, your, please, Kim, uh, check your direct messages because um, I sent you a bunch of them. Uh, and Elon, I know that uh, you're you're listening now, so it'd be great. That's 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 what I was saying. It'd be great if you could come on stage because you we will be able to be a little bit more truthful and factual about what is going on. Instead of allowing speculations regarding the Twitter files, I think you're in the best position, um, knowing what you know, to uh, to have a truthful and mindful conversation. So if you could join, uh, Mario, you're sending him the invite, I guess. Uh, I have, yeah, yeah I've, uh, I've sent okay. him the invite. Maybe he can at least let us know what time the next drop will be so we can get Twitter nice. numbers at an all-time high again. Um, so, Alex, I know you have your hand up, but I'll try to invite Elon. Uh, go By ahead. the way, I tried to move Elon okay. up just now. It says uh, error. He cannot be moved. So, the, the app. Oh, it's him. working. Now, my invite is working from my end. Um, but, yeah, I'll keep trying. Um, go ahead, and I'll DM him on. Or Elon, can, yeah, I can't DM you. You can DM me if it's not working for you. Um, sorry, go ahead, uh, uh, Alex. Yeah, so I, I just wanted to go back to a point that Richard made when he said that uh, he doesn't care about like the activities of Biden's son and um, like his drug abuse. I think that what I care greatly. I just said I wanted no, evidence no. of a tie. That's okay. So, but this is this is my point though. I think that overall demonstrates the point of why it's so important that this story got out is because a lot of people might have that opinion. They might say that. Hey, Elon's a speaker now. Okay, yeah. Elon's up with this one. Elon, can you hear us? Awesome. Elon, can you hear us? I think he's up. Uh, he it takes a while to load. Uh, can you hear me now? Yep, there I we, can hear there you now. I don't miss uh, Sorry, guys. I think there's like uh, maybe some glitches in the spaces that we need to fix. Um, I'll, I'll dig into it next week. Um, so, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, on the Twitter file stuff, I mean, the, the idea here is simply to come clean on everything that has happened in the past in order to have a, you know, build public trust for the future. Um, so, you know, I, I think that's essential. Like, why, why should people believe Twitter in the future if, if Twitter does not come clean about the past? That's what it comes down to. So it's, it's just, uh, you know, so I've given Matt to Tidy. And then uh, just recently, uh, just just a, about an hour ago, Barry Weiss uh, access to old old Twitter documents. So it's like unfettered access to to anything. And this is not like a you know North Korean tour guide situation. This is uh, <laughs> you, you get to go anywhere you want, whenever you want, wherever you want, however you want. So uh, I'm not like you know uh, controlling the narrative or. I, I didn't, you know, Matt's, I was seeing Matt's tweets as he was tweeting them. So I'm like, I was just as eager to see them as everybody else. Um, and I think Matt, Matt, Matt did a great job. I mean, there are a few cases where uh, I think we should have um, excluded some email addresses. Sorry, Jack. Um, <laughs> Jack at Pizza is now, uh, you know, might need a different email address. But um, so we also need, need to, you know, not have email addresses in there. And I think we need to post more uh, actual source documents. Um, so then people control their own conclusions. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just obvious that there's been a lot of uh, control of information, suppression of, of, of information, including things that affected elections. And that just all needs to be, you know, it's, it's kind of like this friggin' Stasi files, you know, I'm like at the point, you, you just want to have the have this stuff out there. So, uh, so, so Elon, I have a I have a very blunt question for you then. Um, given the past few days over ye and what we're talking about, the freedom of expression, and people want to ask hard questions. So we've had one side where we've now seen you freeze his account again, but now you're releasing information that you know about the freedom of expression. So how are you going to balance the level to which we speak about the freedom of expression on uh, Twitter? Yeah, well, I think if that makes sense. Sure. Um, the you know, with Kanye, um, it's, it's obviously a difficult subject. Um, but that that was a case where it was like. Uh, you know, it, where that was my decision. But I think it's important that people know, okay, that was my decision. Because um, at a certain point, you have to say, what is incitement to violence? Because that, that is against the law in the U.S. You, you can't just have a, you know, form a club, uh, let's go murder someone club. Um, you know, that's not actually legal. So uh, the question is, what is incitement to violence? And I think, um, you know, posting swastikas in, in what is obviously not a, you know, good way. Uh, is an assignment to violence. I, I personally wanted to punch uh, Kanye, so uh, that, would, that was definitely inciting me to violence. Um, so, uh, anyway, that's not cool. Well, just to, just to hang on, but you, you mentioned in a good way. Well, no, it's just that like, it, just could, to make it could be like an analysis of the Second World War or something, you know. Uh, that's, a that's a history drama or whatever, you know. It's context. Yeah, yeah right? like, it's, it's like, it's like, okay, you know, like, let's live a battlefield or something, and that's got, you know, this, this, you know, uh, so some sort of, you know, uh, war history thing. I, I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Then that, that would be okay, but... Um, yeah, it, it has to be contextual. I mean, if he's posting it in a way that is trying to rally people to anti-Semitic views, then yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like you can also like say like, okay, well, let's look for added context outside of Twitter to say to say like, well, was this meant in a in a in a friendly way? And it's like, okay, well, no, he's saying that he likes Hitler, 
and uh, other things. And look at the point at which Alex Jones is like telling Kanye to to calm down and and you know please please stop. You have to say okay, you know, you know Alex Jones is pretty edgy. So uh, Alex Jones is saying Kanye wants to, Kanye to stop. That's that's big deal. So anyway, the uh, but I want to get into like, some sort of huge like this, this could easily get derailed into. You know, a, a warrior. Yeah, we gotcha. should talk talk more about the um, file. So you mentioned that you gave it to Barry Weiss, right? So she has full access. Does this mean that we are going to see multiple exposés, not just uh, ones from Matt Taibbi? Yeah, the the, the point is to, as, is to just have everything come clean. So the, the thing is that, like, it's it's not that uh, you, people would necessarily agree with everything that Twitter has done in the past or in the future, but they should at least know that it is occurring and there's no shady stuff that is uh, happening that they aren't aware of. So then at least if, if Twitter is explicit about its actions and transparent, you can then uh, appro- appropriately calibrate uh, your interpretation of, of what you learn on Twitter. Um, as opposed to thinking, you know, t- Twitter pretending to be unbiased and, and, and even-handed is not. So, uh, so uh, a way to get everyone to agree with all the actions that Twitter will take. That's impossible. Uh, that, that, is a, that is a null set. So, uh, it, but what it is possible to do is to have, be fully transparent about Right. Um, oh, you're back. He's back. You dropped out for a bit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Can you hear me? Can you hear us, Elon? Or is, it's not. You're still glitching a bit. Can you hear me? I'm about to take over. Yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah, yeah. 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 Commercial, really quick. I just wanted to ask Elon, really quick, if there's any way to combine Twitter's efforts with people who have gone, you know, as far as uh, filing constitutional challenges. Is there any way to get them in touch with Matt and combine the efforts there? Uh, possibly, I'd reach out to Matt. Um, you know, there's. Uh, and I mentioned, like, I've also asked Barry Weiss to, you know, also, uh, you know, I've given her access. I just gave Barry Weiss access to the Twitter files like an hour ago. Um, and, um, you know, I think at some point it might make sense to just have them publicly available, um, you know, so that anyone can look uh, at them. Um, uh, a quick, a, a, a quick like, science the, question. The oh, sorry, go ahead. Is, the, the general generally thing we're aiming for is, like, you know, anything bad that Twitter's done in the past that that at least be it, it be surfaced, so as to uh, instill trust of, about Twitter in the future. Um, and the thing where I may have blanked out a moment ago is uh, that it, it, it is impossible to for Twitter to take all the, take take the set of actions that will satisfy all people, or probably even ninety percent of people, but. Uh, but what Twitter can do uh, that that is unequivocal is be completely transparent about its action and, and what's you know what, what what is it doing, what is it not doing, how does the algorithm work, and and, and if, if an account is suspended, why is it suspended? If an account is deboosted, uh, just showing that it's been deboosted or search banned, uh, and and, the, and giving a reason for that, um, so that there's maximum transparency in the system. Um, so that even if you disagree with what's going on on Twitter, you at least can calibrate what you learn on Twitter uh, 
based on on what Twitter's doing, not 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 have a situation where Twitter is claiming to be fair and even-handed, and then actually is is not being so, at least from from your perspective. So, do you have plans, Elon, to take Twitter public again in the future? Sorry. Uh, so Tara's asking, by the way, James Wood, I've sent you an invite, real James Wood, I've sent you an invite, check your DMs. Uh, Tara's asking if you have any plans to take um, Twitter public again. And my question, I'll, I'll give you another question as well. My question is, what type of pressure, if any, have you faced since releasing the files? Did you hear me, Elon? Sounds like he is uh, testing the, the new semi-truck himself. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear um, us? So, oh, you're, you're back. Yeah, you're back. You're back. Go ahead. Everyone right now, so I'm on Starlink actually. So we'll see if how well Starlink works. Okay. Um, oh, so it's working. It's working well now. It's working well now. I moved a couple of people down so we have a we can have a more uh, civil you know conversation without too many speakers on stage because there are a couple of important questions uh, that I want to ask you. Uh, the first one is uh, you know, obviously, with your move of full transparency, you are uh, putting the groundworks in place to uh, justify why free speech on Twitter is so important and why you are making the decisions, uh, you know, of, for example, uh, a great amnesty for all users. And, uh, you know, by, by showing that abuse has happened in the past and that Twitter, before it was under your control, was abusing their power. Uh, you're basically setting the stage uh, to say, okay, people should all have their their rights um, unless they broke the law uh, restored uh, to be on Twitter. Is that right? Uh, yeah. I mean, yes. That, that, that is the intent. Um, now, to be clear, we're, we're all going to be doing this sort of slowly and deliberately. That this can't be a, like, uh, you know, let's open the, all the jails simultaneously and, and uh, have at it, guys. So it, it's it's going to be, you know, slower than people would like. It's more deliberate. Um, I, I do have a lot of shit going on right now. So just, <laughs> I can imagine. You know, I'm trying to do the most that I'm flogging my human brain as hard as it possible. Most amount of work done. But like this week alone, with, you know, we had a meeting with Rakan, yes, PC for some national security. Oh, Starlink is also failing. Damn it. <laughs> Two months instead of one month. <laughs> so, Two months instead of one month. That's um, a good timeline. And also, i got to make sure Twitter is like uh, stable from a financial standpoint and it's not losing tons of money and goes bankrupt, in which case all bets are... So, there's, you know, juggling a lot of things here, to say the least. Um, but uh, I think over time, uh, which not that long of a time, it, uh, iterative, iteratively, um, we can move Twitter to be um, a more broadly inclusive in, in the, you know, so like as many people as possible can, can participate um, and want to participate, um, and and as trusted and transparent as possible. And and the proof will be in the pudding over time. And we're not going to please everyone. Obviously, that's impossible because the, you know if you say like, what are the requests of everyone? You have a Venn diagram intersection of zero. Um, but, but, but what can be done is maximum transparency. What, uh, what can be done is uh, making it clear when uh, something has been deboosted or search banned. 
uh, when your account has been deemed or shows banned and why that account has been suspended to be, clear, to be clear about why and whether it's temporary or what the path is to restore the account. Um, uh, and, and just, I think that's, that's something that, uh, can be done and should be done and will massively help with trust, uh, and, uh, in, in, in Twitter. Um, in addition to, now there's, there's obviously a challenge that Twitter's had over time. And I think this is generally an issue with, uh, social media, which is that it is, you know, th- these are digital technologies that require a lot of software to be written and, They've, they've sort of come out of Silicon Valley, um, almost all of them in Silicon Valley with, uh, except for uh, Snap is in LA, which stays in California. But, but effectively, what, what is happening is um, an export of the um, moral framework of San Francisco to Earth. Um, this is kind of a big deal and, and problematic. Because uh, previously, you know, San Francisco, which is, uh, you know, pretty far left, uh, the, the influence would be limited to San Francisco. But now it, it's, it affects the whole world uh, because of the centralization of information um, with social media companies. And that's, I think, not good. It's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's, we, we need to establish something that is fair and, and, and takes into account a, a wide range of views and, and doesn't have a tilted playing field towards uh, far left uh, or far far left San, San Francisco views um, I think there should be a place for the you know they, they can be on Twitter too but it, there should be a, a wide range of political views and sentiments and and, uh, and, and as much as reasonably possible aim for, for freedom of speech um yeah, and, and, and generally, I want Twitter to be a force for good for the future of civilization. So That's, that's okay. Elon, can you tell us approximately how much time you have so that we can uh, uh, get an idea how many questions we can get in? I don't know, like maybe half an hour or so. Nice. Oh, that's fantastic. That's very good. Hey, um, what I also see happening here is that the mainstream media that um, – was part of covering up this uh, Hunter Biden laptop story. It's now calling this. It's now calling this. Um, you know, some kind of fizzer that they they don't think that there's enough. Uh, you know, obviously they are acting in that way because they themselves are now uh, on fire. Uh, in that because you have exposed what they have done. Um, what what do you have to say to them? I'm sorry. Could you repeat the question again? I, I mean, I'm in the air, so this is like not—it's not super optimal from an audience. So he standpoint. asked you what, what? What do you have to say to the media that's sort of downplaying uh, what the uh, the Twitter files uh, uh, represent? Repeat the question. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's, so he's he's asking you what do you have to say to the media that's downplaying the uh, the Twitter files revelations? You know, because they're they're basically saying it's not a big deal, that it's nonsense. You know, that it's just it's just crap. That you're just doing this for PR. What's your response to them? Hello. Yep. Can you hear me? Yeah. He may be having connection issues with you specifically, Ian. There are certain people up here that I yeah, can't true, hear either, actually, so yeah, yeah. maybe I, I Kim, forgot. ask again. Yeah, Kim, do you want to ask your question again? First, Elon, can you hear us? No, I think you can't hear anybody. Yeah. 
I don't. I don't know if it's me. So, so he, he's, he's either in a semi truck or he is on his plane. No, he's on his. Uh, he said. He said he's, he's on, on his plane. plane. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm, I'm in the air right now. I can hear you. I can hear you again. Okay, oh, cool. fantastic. So let me just repeat my uh, question. Uh, the media, uh, you know, especially the media that downplayed uh, and censored the whole Hunter Biden story is now trying to downplay your release, um, obviously because they are under fire as well, right? Because they have been exposed by this, uh, by this release. What do you want to say to them? What do you want to say to the media that is trying to turn this into a nothing burger? Well, they're trying to turn it into a nothing burger because they were complicit in deceiving the American public. Um, and so rather than admit that they, they lied to the public, they're trying to pretend that this is a nothing burger, obviously. To anyone looking at it, it's, that's, that's clearly what happened. Um, so, yeah, I mean, shame on them. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And then the other important thing here is that you are basically exposing collusion between a political party and uh, in, in one uh, file that was released, it was even uh, called the Biden team contacting uh, Twitter. I mean, that is uh, election interference, isn't it? Yeah, it, yeah I mean, I, it, it, clearly, <laughs> if, if, if Twitter is doing one team's bidding before an election, shutting down dissenting voices um, on a pivotal election, that is the very definition of election interference. I mean, what the hell else would you... Of course, it's like, yes. Um, you know, that, that frankly, Twitter was acting like an arm of the Democratic National Committee. It was absurd. Well, and, you know, that's fantastic that you're releasing that. But isn't Twitter just the tip of the iceberg? Can't we uh, admit now that this would have happened at all big tech companies that are, you know, being used to stifle free speech and censor people and try to, uh, you know, destroy stories that are dangerous to their political goals? Yeah. No, I mean the level of collusion is insane. Like, like Twitter is the one company that isn't is that is no longer colluding, and is no longer uh, just going with the, the, the sort of NPC groupthink. Um, so, I don't know. You know, I should probably hi increase my security or something. Um, Absolutely. I mean, this is why they hate you so much. What I find most interesting. What I find most interesting. something. Just, just a second. That would have been my next uh, question, Elon. How worried are you personally? I mean, you're putting a lot on the line, right? You have all these businesses going. Um, you know, you, you, you are out there fighting the good fight for free speech. Uh, but there's also certainly a concern on your mind about what the response to this is going to be. Do you feel threatened? Do you feel worried? Like, how do you feel personally about this? Yeah, and I'll add on to a question I asked as well, Elon, like what type of pressure uh, have so, you faced I'm, so far? Maybe I should be more worried than I am, but I don't know. I think generally the if you, if you do right by the people, then you have the people on your side. Um, Elon, if you want, you can come to Sweden. Oh, well, you dropped out, Thierry. Um, can you hear me first, Elon, before Sorry, I give the mic back to Kim? Yeah, oh, good. Yeah, he dropped out. Can you hear me or not? Just so I know if you can't hear me, I'll give the mic back to Kim. 
No, you can't hear me. Kim, you, you take you. the mic. Uh, I, was no, going, can't hear me. I was going to oh, ask go ahead, him what yeah, go ahead, thought, uh, really quick of Senator Warren's response that one person, uh, him, should not have control over the narrative. Elon, uh, I was saying I mean, uh, you can come to Switzerland by... Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, the, uh, it's not one person has control of the narrative because there's, there's the entire mainstream media establishment uh, who, who all talk like groupthink NPCs. Uh, Facebook, there's Google, uh, there's TikTok. Uh, no, the actual problem is there's one person who isn't towing the line. That's the real problem. Thank Why you. you. That's the exact response that we needed. That's you. Yeah. I mean, that's so Ian, us, Ian, right? Ian, can you ask him a quick question as well? Uh, Cause I don't think is, you can hear as me. As soon as one person doesn't tow the line, now everyone else is looking like, hmm, you know. Well, now we're allowed to, Elon, and, the, and that's yeah, the issue sure, is before we I mean, were at risk of being suspended or deplatformed. You're allowing, I mean, you're yeah, showing exactly. people that so, it's possible to, I mean, to, to this do is it. Where, like, like competition does keep companies honest or, or, or can, should it is a force for keeping companies honest so if there's a competition for the truth and Twitter wins the competition for the truth then it will win over the, the readership and the attention of the public and everyone else will be forced to tell the truth too do you think that you run the risk of like the EU commission or any of these other big political bodies trying to take you down when you're doing this yes <laughs> I did not That's think this was a risk-free endeavor. <laughs> um, so, but but I also think that, like, as long as there's the support of the people, then you have to say, like, any organization, at least in the U.S., that it is going to go against the will of the people, uh, I think will be in big trouble themselves. You know, uh, Elon, you're doing this at such an important time in history because uh, I think people can sense that the censorship is becoming more, uh, that the media is spilling more and more propaganda, that we are heading into a future. acceptable anymore and uh, for you with your audience uh, you know to go out there and put this uh, transparency out there I think a lot of people appreciate that this is a, a, you know a fight uh, that you are that you are taking center stage uh, you know in order to uh, fix some of these issues yeah um, no I mean if, frankly the risk of something bad happening to me of even literally being shot is quite uh, Significant. I'm definitely not going to be, you know, doing any open air car parades. Uh, let me put it that way. Um, but it's also not. It's not that hard to kill me if somebody wanted to. So hopefully they don't. And uh, if fate smiles upon the situation with me and does not, uh, security. that does not happen. That, um, I'm yeah. taking reasonable precautions, I guess. But but uh, there's definitely some some risk here. But I mean, at the end of the day. Uh, I think we all just want to have a future where, you know, we're not oppressed or our speech is not suppressed and, and, and we can say what we want to say without fear of, of reprisals. Um, and, um, you know, as long, as long as you're not like really causing harm to somebody else, then you should be able to say what you want. Um, and, uh, and, and that's quite a rare thing, you know, I, I think as people just take that for granted sometimes, but really throughout history, um, Free speech has been highly unusual, not common.
And so we have to fight very hard to keep that because it's such a rare thing. And, and it's by no means uh, something that is default. It's the, a controlled speech is the default, not free speech. Um, so, and, and yet, it, it, it does seem incredibly ironic that um, so many so many reporters in the media and, and prominent politicians are calling for restraints on free speech. They're, they're, this is crazy. It, it feels like we're in bizarro world here. Do you think that that comes from the way that uh, journalism is taught now in today's schools and that what we would call postmodern journalism, or where do you think that's really coming from? I mean, I haven't been, I haven't been to journalism school, but it, it does seem as though that the the elite educational institutions have been somehow infected with an anti-free speech mind virus, um, which is sort of a subset of the woke mind virus. Um, like, you know, so, like, so how, how much actual intellectual freedom and, um, yeah, how much intel, actual intellectual freedom is there at elite educational institutions, um, where, where you, you don't get completely shunned if, if unless you uh, abide by uh, what everyone else thinks, and and then what everyone else thinks is you're told what to think, not asked to. You know, you're, you're sort of you must think this. It's not like uh, you you have freedom to think as and, and talk as you wish. Um, so. Yeah. Um, What's the solution for this? I mean, like, obviously, this is somehow we have I think approach the the woke mind virus, and and um, and and have truth be what matters more than anything. I mean, I think it's funny that you know Harvard's um, motto and the Harvard standard is veritas, truth. That's and and the founders of the of Harvard were right to have that um, on their shield, the shield of truth. But is Harvard the shield of truth today? Maybe not. Well, you know, I, I, I you know, so we're, we're all um, on this base because of our, um, our belief in freedom to transact. And obviously, Jack was a big uh, Bitcoin lightning guy. Um, what Can you comment on... Uh, freedom to transact, Bitcoin, Lightning, Twitter, anything we could, we can look forward to? Well, uh, you know, th- I think that's actually more powerful even than I think controlling. S- 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 um, if you have control of the money, monetary system and control of transactions, you can literally stop someone. On transactions, it seems like PayPal has strayed pretty far from the path of that. Like there, I've been banned PayPal. From PayPal. Is, is, is seems to be moving in the direction of social credit and and where it, and restricting transactions. Um, and, uh, you know, so that's, that's, that's concerning. So, and like, I do think there is a role for crypto in the future without speaking to any particular, particular crypto coin, um, as a means of ensuring that the monetary system does not get 
completely corrupted. It essentially it provides competition to the fiat system, so that if the fiat system becomes um, overly restrictive, then crypto will grow. Like basically, the, the better that the fiat system uh, works, the the less prominent crypto will be, and the worse the fiat system becomes, the more uh, crypto will grow. Are you so concerned about the moves towards central bank digital currencies? I don't think they know what they're talking about. <laughs> um, no, not really. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people have theorized that FTX and the fallout there was a ploy to push us toward that centralization and the digital dollar. Falling flat in its face now. Correct. Uh, well, uh, well, this. I think they're complaining a few things. First of all, all money is almost almost all money is digital already. Um, the, the the fiat monetary system for practical purposes, consists of a series of heterogeneous mainframes running uh, antiquated COBOL. That's the actual money system, by the way. <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing. It's not like... <laughs> some r- r- rickety mainframes running ancient COBOL um, and, and running and doing everything in batch mode. Um, that's the actual monetary, the fiat monetary system. Um, so... Elon, I- I've got. Yeah. Can you hear me uh, first? Is it working now or no? It is, but but it's, it is digital, no, uh, but not not in a very good way. Uh, and and whether banks create some their own cryptocurrencies, I think is somewhat irrelevant. People will use the cryptocurrencies that they think will accrue value over time, and not use the ones that that don't. Um, Doge, Doge for the moon. <laughs> hey, hey, Elon, could you could you shed some um, spill the beans on the whole uh, SBF finance and Twitter fundraise? Uh, there's not much in the, the not many beans to spill here. Um, the I had one conversation with SBF in May where it was it was like half an hour. He was just talking like a mile a minute. Uh, I think he was clearly on some stimulants. Um, and, uh, and he, he kept talking about himself, uh, and FTX and which is weird because the call was supposed to be about Twitter. Um, and I was like, you know, Jim, do you want to ask me some questions about Twitter instead of talking about yourself? Um, and it, uh, my, the vibe I got there was like, this is, this is my bullshit meter, like was redlining. So I'm like, uh, but, I, but everyone kept saying, you know, Morgan Stanley and lots of other people kept saying, oh, SPF is the best and he's got tons of money. And so that's why I agreed to speak to him. But then I, my, like I said, he set up my bullshit meter and, but which frankly, I don't think it was just like deeply, deep, deep insight wasn't necessary. If, if, if someone's talk, calling you to talk about investing in, in a big transaction, they should be asking questions about the transaction, not talking about themselves and, 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 and talking at the speed of an auctioneer. So that, <laughs> That's you know, it didn't require deep insight to figure out that the, the bullshit factor is high. So you didn't um, end up with any client funds accidentally. Yeah. Um, so, so unfortunately, Mario is having connection issues, so you're unable to hear him. And Mario, I was going to say my DMs are open if you want to relay comments or questions for Elon there, and I can try to help field those. And also, Alex is one of the accounts that was uh, wrongfully suspended by Twitter, and you uh, fortunately brought back. I wanted to give him the opportunity to ask you a question because he's had his hand up, if that's okay. Okay, sure. Hey, um, so I was under also cover other requests by the Biden campaign and the DNC to censor individuals. 
Yeah, we can't. We can't hear you, Alex. We can't hear you. I can barely tell, hear Alex. Like, tell, yeah, really just tell, yeah, tell, um, tell Elon to mute his mic and unmute. Alex, probably, but I cannot hear him. Yeah, tell him, tell Elon to mute and unmute just so we can hear Alex because I think Elon's background noise is, is muting Alex. Hey, Elon. Uh, why someone tell Elon. Up? Elon. Elon can't hear me, so yeah. you have to tell him Kimotara. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling him that he, he can't Hi. hear you. That's okay. Just give me one second here real quick. Um, Eon, you, you said something, you know, really important, and that is that truth matters. And, uh, you know, this is really what this is all about, because without free speech, we don't have truth. And I would like to ask you, what is your opinion about Julian Assange uh, and Edward Snowden? Shouldn't those guys uh, be uh, center stage when it comes to free speech and truth, uh, you know, shouldn't the U.S. government leave Julian Assange alone and let him be a journalist? You know, I, I don't know enough about uh, the Assange situation um, to give an accurate answer. Um, I mean, th there are things where, you know, uh, that where national security stuff is involved um, that, that, you know, I think do need to be kept secret and just and because you know, uh, you know, there's like nuclear secrets and there are, you know, there are things where bad actors, if they had access to that information, could do bad things. So, yeah, but when, when, um, when a journalist exposes war crimes, right, when a government just uh, goes and invades a country and kills uh, people, uh, you know, against uh, international law, like uh, when exposures like this are being made, isn't that important so people see the reality of wars and understand how uh, some of that stuff is, is really bad? Yeah, I mean, I generally think that people should like said that, that people should have be able to know what's going on in order to make sensible decisions um, you know there's uh, and I, I'm not, I'm not, I just don't know enough about the Assange situation um, to say whether you know he should be punished or not punished uh But I, I do think that uh, I'm generally in favor of freedom of information. And, and, like, if there's any doubt, we should lean on the side of freedom of information. Um, so... And how about how about Edward Snowden, who has revealed these uh, mass surveillance programs where the government is spying on everyone and storing all their data in these massive spy clouds, uh, also against the law, you know, where the five eyes uh, are working together to undermine their local, their local uh, laws and their local restrictions on spying, and they just spy on each other and then share the data so that uh, they know uh, everything about everyone. Uh, how do you feel about that? Well, probably the best thing would be um, a, a jury of the public. You know, if, so if Snowden were to be, I don't know, look, I power in this situation, but if they like, the, the, ultimately the people of the United States should be the ones who judge Snowden, not, not you know, select people in the government. So if, so... If, if if a jury of of of, of peers of, of citizens were to review certain and make a judgment as to whether he's guilty or not, I think that would probably be 
the appropriate course of action? Yeah, the only problem is that if he were to be in, in a U.S. court, he wouldn't get a fair trial because uh, under Espionage Act uh, laws, you cannot even make a public interest defense. He wouldn't even be able to say, I've done that because it's the right thing uh, for Americans to know about that. So that would be uh, a defense that is not available to him. So to say, you know, a jury of your yeah, peers I, I, uh, should decide about that, it's a problem. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 there's no easy answer to the Snowden Assange situation. Um, and I, but yeah, can can I make a suggestion, yeah. Elon? Why don't you do a poll to your millions of users and ask them if they think Julian Assange and Edward Snowden should be given their peace uh, for the service that they have provided to humanity? Okay, that's a good idea. Sure. I like that idea. I'm, I'm going to ask a question. I'm going to ask a question on Mario's behalf, really quick, since he's unable oh, yeah, to speak okay. to Elon, which has to be extremely frustrating as the host. Um, he was just curious if you faced any pressure so far since releasing the Twitter files. Um, I mean, I face pressure all the time, so it's kind of it would be like, what's the, what's the differential in pressure before and after? Uh, because I, I don't, but I'm not, I haven't seen it yet. I don't know. I, maybe there's pressure, but I, I might just not be feeling it because I just, just every day is a high pressure situation. Um, but, uh, I don't know. Well, like I said, we're, we're just gonna, uh, you know, put, put all the information out there, try to get a clean slate, and then, work iteratively in the future to provide the most truthful, accurate, and timely uh, information to the people. That will be the goal of, of Twitter. And, and we won't be perfect in that regard, but I think we will be iteratively better. Um, and and if, if, if that turns out, if we're successful in doing so, then I think Twitter will, will compete um, more effectively than any other source of information. And then more and more people will use Twitter. Um, and And, that, and then that competitive pressure will force uh, other social media companies and, 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 and other media companies to also be more truthful because otherwise they will simply lose their readership. And that, I think, is an extremely powerful um, and, and good vision of the future. Could you say a little bit, perhaps, about um, what Twitter is expected to maintain as an API to, say, the Department of Homeland Security in general, the FBI, maybe CISA in particular? Is there an expected way in which the government can jack in to social media that's expected on behalf of each of the big media platforms? And is that sort of different? I don't know how to say this exactly, but the issue of left versus right is complicated by the fact that Trump is a non-player to the game, just the way Bernie might have been considered a non-player to the game. And the secondary question is how much of this isn't about left versus right, but about targeting anyone who isn't a party to all of the tacit agreements inside D.C.? Can you still hear us, Elon?
Elon, you you still there? I hope so. No, he's disconnected. It says disconnected for me at least. Huh. Um, I'll invite him. I'll invite him again. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've just, oh, he's back. He's back. Hey, Mario, such, such a pity that he couldn't hear you, man. That is just yeah, crazy. That's, no, it's fine, man. It's fine. Like you know me, I'm, I'm, I'm happy listening. I'm happy listening. Can you guys hear me at least? Yeah, you we can hear you. Yes, yes, I can hear you. Yeah, Dara, Dara, thanks for asking the question. I really, I was, I was really curious about it. Uh, but he, it says for me, he's still a speaker. Can anyone see him as a speaker? I can see him as a speaker. He's not speaking. Ah. Uh, Last time, last time he was here, Kim, you were there as well. I think Kim, you commented and he joined. Um, he, when we co-hosted him, remember Kim? We co-hosted him and it froze. So I'm like, fuck. Yeah, he just, I, shouldn't he have just him. I think he's dropped off now. Yeah, yeah, I'll send him, I'll send him an invite. Uh, a few people, um, got kicked off stage. Um, not even by you, Kim, just by themselves. So just guys give you a heads up. Yeah. Twitter's glitching so like crazy. Yeah, Twitter, what's your, what's your, what's your, what's your take? Yeah. While waiting for Elon, guys, guys, what's your take so far on what Elon has said? Cause there's a few, pretty big things he mentioned uh, such yeah, so as the fear summarize, the worry that he has just to summarize what he said right i mean his main goal clearly is that the truth is out there that it has value again and that twitter needs to make a stand for free speech which he is doing now and he is aware of the risks uh, to him personally and his businesses so it's a very courageous uh, thing for him to do and i think uh, you know anyone who had any doubt uh, about uh, what his intentions are when he bought twitter i think it's pretty clear that uh, what he's doing is in the interest of the people and not necessarily in his own best interest so i find that uh, amazing and i applaud him for that yeah, and while yes. waiting, uh, while waiting Generally for him to join again, I've DM'd him. I've DM'd him another invite. What do you guys think of his? Um, I know he was. I'm not sure he's saying it as a joke, but his sec- you know, security fear, uh, fear on his on his uh, security and, and and you know. I being think shot. I don't think he has anything really to worry about. I mean, I don't think anyone's really going to come at him right now because it'd be too obvious why they'll be going after him. So I think he's quite safe, and he does have security. So personally, I'm not concerned. Although at the same time, you know, there's. Uh, he does have security for a reason, right? He is the world's richest man, so um, there's that. But I'm not really, I don't think it, it's going to be different than any other day. There's nothing that he's revealing now that is, you know, that damaging to, you know, any specific person, right? It's like uh, he's he's more or less just giving people the platform for, for free speech, and the people who are most affected by this are journalists who, you know, what do they have to lose? Well, their reputations for one, but they've already thrown it away. So I don't think it's, you know, I don't think he really has this, uh, to worry about his personal safety. I don't think it's going to be that dire. Elon, I've, just to let you know, Elon is listening now. Um, I've sent you through an invite. You should see it via DM. Um, so I've sent you through the invite to come back on stage. So uh, hopefully it works. It might take a bit of time because the space is glitching like crazy. It um, is. For everyone else. Mario. Uh, for everyone else. Yeah, go ahead. Mario, there's some backfeed coming from you. I'm not sure if you have your uh, audio playing in the background, but there, it, I can hear you twice. I don't know if anyone else is having that issue. Oh, I can hear him twice. Oh, oh shit. Oh, okay, God. I'll try to fix it. By the way, everyone, I'm just going to tweet the next space link now to set your reminders for the next space. I'll fix my audio. Kim, okay. the mic is yours. Yeah, let's hope that uh, Elon comes back as, uh, if he has a chance. I mean, first of all, how amazing is that, that he joins us from his private chat, you know, to be part Very of cool. this uh, 
of the space. That's just typical it's, Elon. It's so cool. I mean, it's a historical uh, moment, right? I mean, he's a part of it. I mean, he's he's the part of it. So, I mean, thank you. He's, he's back, guys. Just FYI, he's hey, back. Elon, can, let me see if he can hear me this time. Elon, can you hear me or still no? Uh, yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you can hear me. I'm glad you can hear me again. Um, so it, I think Kim, you were asking a question. Now I was just saying how cool it is that you talk to us from your uh, private jet. You know, the, we really appreciate it. It's like a typical Elon moment, and uh, we're just all in awe about you. You know, taking these risks uh, to your business and to yourself to fight for free speech. So I said uh, to to everyone who had doubts about your intentions when you bought Twitter, uh, you are making your intentions very clear, and I think it's very courageous of you. And I want to thank you for that. Uh, no, you're most welcome. I mean, like I said, the, you know, the proof will be in the pudding over time. There will be many mistakes made, um, and uh, but iteratively, I think that the, the the net vector should be towards truth. Um, and uh, and uh, if, if sort of new Twitter is successful in that, then the results will, will be that people will turn to Twitter to understand what is true, what is real, what what narratives matter, and Uh, Twitter will gain a lot of, um, you know, uh, readership and attention, and 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 will be put a lot of competitive pressure on mainstream media and on other social media companies to also be more truthful, because um, otherwise they will they will simply keep losing people to to Twitter, um, and and that's where the competition can be a very very good thing. So, um, and but it's not going to be perfect, and there's going to be decisions that. You know, people disagree with, but on balance, the overall decisions are ones that uh, people do agree with, and they will gravitate towards Twitter, and Twitter will actually be successful, and, and will uh, gain share from 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 other uh, sources of media, and it will and, and it will cause those other sources of media to then uh, stop towing the line and 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 to sort of be more truthful. What's your uh, just a quick question, Elon? What's the biggest risk, in your opinion, from the steps you've taken in terms of releasing the files? Do you see any risks for for Twitter? Um, I mean, I guess there'll probably be some. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if some lawsuits or something. You know. Uh. So, yeah, I would expect there to be some legal risk. Uh. But uh, what's important? That's a, that's a less a, that's less of a concern than than just you know clearing the air and 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 uh, making sure that 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 people of Earth and and you know you know know, know what really happened. And uh, the, the 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 metrics, the Twitter metrics show that it seems like it's the right decision by far, not only ethically but for, from from a business perspective as well. Uh, that you keep hitting new records. Yeah, exactly. So, like I said, it's 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 the point of as, as you know, it, as it becomes clear and that that Twitter is the place to actually figure out what's going on and get the unfiltered narrative, the unfiltered truth. Um, to also for the people of Twitter to be able to to suggest narratives and steer the you know and 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 emphasize narratives themselves um, and have things not be controlled like it is with the, the so-called mainstream media where 
you know, the, the narrative is controlled by a handful of editors and chiefs. You know, if, if they see the Wall Street Journal, New York Times and, and Washington Post, uh, and, and maybe a few others decide what the narrative is. And so even if what they say is completely truthful, um, the, the people don't really get a, a choice in, in, in what topics are covered. So whereas on Twitter, they do. Um, and, 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 and uh, you know, like it could be something really important going on in the, on the world. And, and then uh, the big news organizations aren't covering it for whatever reason. Um, but on Twitter, the people can decide what narratives are important and what should be emphasized and what should, you know. Yeah. So, so that's. So on that, can I, on that note, like, can what I is mention your, something really it? quick that. Can I just can mention something really quick that the. I can hear you. Okay, is yeah, that you? I just want to ask a quick question. I, I, I want oh, to know sorry, what Twitter is doing or what you are doing, what you're planning to allow uh, people to have more ability to, to publish their own stories on Twitter because, you know, right now we just have tweets, right? Yeah. But, uh, like, what are your plans for, say, video publication or article publication, uh, things to incentivize, you know, creators and journalists, uh, independent journalists, to be able to have their voices heard for more than just tweets? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, these are all like very obvious moves. Uh, one needs to be able to pump, obviously post long form written content on Twitter. Um, uh, the, the one needs to be able to post long, long videos and long audio uh, on, on Twitter natively. And, uh, and there also needs to be a means of monetizing that so that creators um, can, you know, make a living. Th those are, I, I feel like I'm saying that the you know the sky is blue and the grass is green. You know that's pretty obvious stuff. Um, and uh, but in order to implement those things, um, Twitter needs to have a strong software engineering organization that is focused on you know shipping shipping great code. Um, and uh, really was you know was quite a mess before. And but it will have a, a strong engineering team. And be able to implement those those basic features, um, so you know that even if there are lots of limitations, let's say on example, um, then well then where, they can post it on Twitter, and then Twitter can be an effective competitor to YouTube. Um, and then, like I said, what, what happens with when there is competition for with the truth, and everyone and 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 one company steps out of line, then you know and actually really really disallowed the you know um, uh, truth to flourish it, it it's it's going to put a lot of competitive pressure on uh, other organizations to do the same thing um, can you talk about whether or not the um, effort to supposedly pre-bunk malinformation which is to take real information and then if it's imaging to a narrative to put fear uncertainty and doubt around it is there a an attempt through the Department of Homeland Security or the FBI or CISA or any of these groups to tell Twitter that it has to maintain a port so that information can come from the government to say, we need this information pre-bunked? Well, I mean, if, it, I, if, if there is any sort of request from the U.S. government that is not in accordance with the law or can be legally fought, then uh, Twitter will refuse to be legal. And if they can't be legally fought, they will legally fought. 
and if they are not believers, well, all the converts was such that it can be legally forged. But 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 we we cannot gag the voice of the people. This is not good. Um, and and like I said earlier, it's like you look at look at I I I read a lot of history. I love love history and. I love history podcasts and stuff. And hardcore man, history is the best one. Hardcore history. Dan Collin is so awesome. Um, it's fantastic. <laughs> Start with the Mongols. Start with the Mongols. <laughs> yeah, but it's like you look through history, man, and, and it's like we're just we, we have this pressure. We're in this precious situation where, like, it's rare, unusual situation where there's actually, you know, I mean, within boundaries, there's there is actually freedom of speech, but it's, it's in history. Um, and usually it's like been some king or whatever that's just, they were just by default suppress, suppress people. And now we have this like rare moment in history where the voice of the people, um, is mostly not suppressed, but now there are people trying to suppress it and we just need to fight really hard for, for freedom of speech. Um, this is very, I think, essential to the future of civilization. I absolutely agree with you. I mean, this is why you're fighting, right? This is why, you know, you're fighting for free speech so that we can have it in the future. Because if we don't have control of the present, we do not have control of the future. It will be in the control of somebody else, someone that we absolutely do not want to be in control of anything. Yeah, exactly. Just to chime in there, you know, there are a lot of people in, in, in the last decade that have lost hope because uh, what's happening in politics, what's happening in the media, there's so much frustration. And I think the most important thing that you've done here, Elon, with your steps that you are taking is to give people hope again. Well, great. I'm, I mean, I'm, glad, I'm really glad to hear that. And, and like I said, I'll do my best here. Um, you know, I'm definitely going to make some mistakes along the way, and, and it won't be perfect. But I'll also then do my best to correct those mistakes, and and to be, you know, the least dumb possible. Um, but uh, you know, like as I say, vox populi, vox day, man. It's like, it's like, yeah. I mean, it's a very uh, white pilling moment to have you fight this fight. You know, I mean, a lot of us have been fighting this culture war for free speech basically and you know I think a lot of people have lost hope because they didn't see anyone caring about it right it's like the majority of people obviously do care but they just don't know what to do and yeah it's true what what Kim said just to echo what he said thank you for fighting this fight I mean this is very very important it's not just you it's not just me it's it's all of us uh, absolutely I totally agree um, so, yeah um yeah, I mean, I'm like, I mean, I'm, like, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of like sort of, you know, worried about the future of civilization. Uh, you know, just like, are we headed in a good, good, good direction? Like, um, you know, and if you study history, you sort of see like the the arc, the arc of civilizations, the rise and fall. Um, you know, just the ancient Sumerians, the ancient Egyptians. Um, you know, in, in India and China, there have been many sort of rises and falls of, of civilizations within India and China, and um, it's, it's just like people sometimes take for granted that because they've been in, in, in an up cycle, that things just get better in the future, and they don't just automatically get better. Um, uh, they actually uh, civilizations tend to have an arc. Um, 
and we, we, we want to make sure that we that we are not we do not find ourselves on the downslope of that arc. You know, good times make weak men, right? And we are in the good times right now, and we're seeing a lot of yeah. weak men, right? Like that's where we are in this arc, and it sucks. <laughs> so let's try not to yeah. repeat the same cycle. We need to fight the cycle. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I, you know, it's like, I mean, not not to sort of get like too too, I mean, too philosophical about things here, but there, there is there is like sort of a you know I've, I've had these discussions with like a lot of people, and feel like wondering like you know sort of what's the meaning of life like what should we do like what why do anything you know um and uh you know for some people that that answer is religious um but then if you if you're not sort of very religious then then what what is the answer um and and actually my, my theory on that is that i i sort of believe in douglas adams uh, philosophy that you know the 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 universe is the answer and we should strive uh, through greater understanding uh, with to, to expand this the scope and scale of consciousness to better understand um, what questions to ask about the answer that is the universe um, you know it's, it's basically a, a religion of curiosity uh, um, like let's let's uh, you know, grow into the future, expand in the future, expand consciousness, expand our understanding, and, um, and, and, uh, to just figure out what the heck's going on. And, um, and it's in number 42, right? In number 42 as well. And also, you know, don't panic and, and make sure you grab a towel. Elon, thanks for without without giving away plug. too much, really quick. Elon, is there any way to get a sneak peek of what what we can expect with the next uh, Twitter files drop? Um. Well, <laughs> um, I'm somewhat leaving this up to Matt Tavy and Barry Weiss, um, but um, I think the, the natural thing for would be to say like okay what happened after the 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 election you know the hunter biden laptop stuff um and by the way i actually don't i i, I <laughs> this may sound bizarre but <laughs> like uh, hunter biden seems kind of fun to be honest um uh, I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> he's an artist. Do you know that? <laughs> he, seems, he seems like he seems like he knows how to have a good time. Um, I mean, so he, I he has a sense of humor about himself. Undivided here, but um, so, uh, but, but but just beyond the, um, you know, what happens? What happened after the, the election? What, what, uh, what, what you know? How much government influence was there? Um, you know, there's, like there's this whole sort of move to create a disinformation ministry, which was insane. Um, and like George Orwell is turning in his grave. Wait, wait, did you, did you hear such things? Um, but, but like, what happened with, you know, with that? You know, I think there was a public outcry about a disinformation. Yeah, Jack Kosovic started that one. He basically stopped it in his tracks because before that, nobody knew that this was even a thing, right? And he exposed it, and suddenly everybody was talking about it, and they had to shut it down because it was very Orwellian. It was like they used 1984 as a instruction manual. Yeah, exactly, totally. It's, it, exactly. 1984 is 
George Orwell's 1984 is supposed to be a warning, not an instruction manual. Yep. <laughs> and that's what they seem to be doing. They take every single you know dystopian fiction, whether it's DSX, I love that game, and and they're like, yeah, this world looks awesome. Let's oppress the hell out of people. And it's like, no, let's not do that. Exactly. Totally. Hey, Elon, speaking speaking of uh, progress, you've accomplished so much. You started the first successful American car company in 100 years. Uh, you brought payments to the Internet. There's a lot of aspiring um, entrepreneurs and small business owners that look at what you do and sort of try to you know follow that example and see how can they create some of that progress too. And I wanted to ask you a little bit about the layoffs because um, – it appeared to me with the $4 million loss per day and just doing the math on the billion dollars of interest expense that $3 million of that may have been interest expe- expense added. And, and I myself running a small business have been in a situation where, you know, the business was going to go under in a, in a number of months if expenses weren't cut, you know, and, and what we found is communicating to employees, giving them time to process, getting their feedback. And then, you know, creating a, a shared vision to evolve the product, to evolve the company to a, to a greater future was, was really successful. And it appears here that the typical, like, leverage buyout KKR uh, approach was basically applied from a financial standpoint. You know, for a small business owner, like, you know, is that approach wrong? Like, did you think about taking that approach? Um, you know, was that ever under consideration? You know, I, I apologize. Like, like I'm, um, the audio is, is is not is not perfect, so I'm not I'm not fully hearing the, the questions. Um, but you know, with, with respect to Twitter, uh, you know, the the the, the, the company uh, basically tripled headcount in about two years, a little over two years. But but revenue is flat to declining, so that there's just no way that that is uh, going to be a healthy situation. So the first order of business with Twitter was like, okay, we've got to make sure Twitter doesn't die, can't, that doesn't go bankrupt. Um, and the, the, there is quite a lot of debt on this deal, $12.5 billion of debt, um, and the Fed is being extremely unwise in its very giant uh, rate increases. Uh, I think this, these will go down as some of the most foolish Fed, Fed decisions ever. Um, but anyway, so the debt's got to be serviced. Um and, uh, but you and know, KKR has been loading like up businesses like that for years. How's this different? Sorry, KKR and other private equity companies that you know do any anything from a hostile takeover, you know, or any sort of takeover where they where they bid over the current price using leverage, using debt, you know. I've been following that for years, and it always results in massive layoffs. And so, as somebody who's you by know, the way, I don't think anybody cares about that. I don't think that matters right that's now. That's what I was going to say. And I was going to say, as long as they keep moving the bar and changing the definition of a recession, we are where we yeah, are, right? Let's get back on topic here. You know, I mean, we have Elon. We don't need to talk about uh, you know his investments and things like that. Um, Elon. Uh, we should uh, send a shout out to the Twitter Spaces team because you're about to break the all-time record with the space. Uh, we're almost at 100,000 listeners wow. right now. Yes, we are, and it's holding. Talking strong. about uh, talking about Spaces, you know, what, what's the strategy the moving forward? Awesome. I, I, look, I, I have to tell you, there, there are really some amazing people at Twitter, um, and 
and there's actually some amazing people who, who actually left Twitter uh, in, in recent years, uh, and I, I hope they come back um, uh, because I think there's a potential to just build some amazing things here. So you know, I don't want to just I want to be yeah, exactly complimentary of the, some of the, the the great work that is is being done at Twitter. Um, so you know, it, it's sort of. You know, just sort of like, I mean, there's a lot to criticize about Twitter and say, like, okay, Twitter wasting money in a lot of, in, in, in really some next level ways. But it's also very talented people who really care about the truth of Twitter. Um, and I'm doing my best to elevate their capabilities and, um, and give them all the resources they need. I, I'm very excited about Community Notes. Uh, this feature, you know, Keith Coleman's running it and there's like a, some really, uh, first-rate engineers that are uh, are writing the, the code on that on that product that is, I think, going to be very powerful for fighting for actually fighting disinformation. <laughs> not not. Can we actually see that if we're not if we're not <laughs> enrolled in, in community notes, right? Like right now, uh, the rest of the world isn't right. It's just the United States and I think Canada, to my knowledge. But uh, can you at least make it visible to other people? So even if we're not able to contribute, we can at least view it because yeah. I feel kind of left out. I'm in, Mala- I'm in Malaysia, so you know it's kind of hard to see it. Yeah, actually, I, I actually, I, I, I asked that. I, I sent a note to Keith Holman saying, like, hey, shouldn't we just at least make this visible everywhere? Um, and then he said it, we needed to talk in person about that, but I'm not sure what. Hmm. <laughs> 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 um, hey, Elon, we did we did want to say on the Twitter Spaces um, during the blowout of SBF and FTX and all the other companies in crypto, there's been massive financial losses for um, many people, obviously. Um, But Twitter spaces actually became the place that drove the community together. And we've been sharing lots of stories. There were people that were suicidal because of the financial loss. And because of the community and Twitter spaces, um, they, it prevented them taking their life. There's lots of yeah, and, and to add to it as well, Elon, last time, if you remember when you joined the space about Sam, uh, that space ended up going for 16 hours. And for three, four days, the media was in our space getting the news from the space for four days, five days straight, and then writing stories on it day after day. And I think Simon was there, Kim was there. So it was a... As I think it's the first time it happens to that extent on Twitter Spaces, and and we're probably doing it again today. Yeah, and this type of citizen yeah. journalism that you are enabling is uh, so powerful, you know, because we are the news now. If people want to learn the truth, they go to Twitter and join these spaces. You know, it's like real time uh, with experts. Uh, it's fantastic, and then we have people like you joining in and 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 sharing their opinions and their thoughts. What is more powerful than that? The traditional media can pack and and it's game over for them. Would you, Elon, would you ever consider holding a space for earnings for Tesla right here live on Twitter? Um, (laughs) oh man. You know, I have to say, Tesla being a public company, it just creates such a gigantic attack surface for all, for legal firms in the the U.S., especially these class action firms. Um, that, but in, (laughs) man. Yeah, that seems like a bad but, idea. Uh, <laughs> I've been to spaces. I've been to spaces that other CEOs held, uh, and they did their earnings live right on Twitter, and I okay. thought it was quite amazing. Uh, okay, well, yeah, sure. I, I, I'm, I, I'm happy to do it. Yeah. So, 
Um, you've made, you've I, made, uh, Elon, you've just made I, two I, promises. I, I, you've made two promises, man, now. You've made this one and you've I'll made host, one to Kim I'll about the, about, about the, uh, you made a promise to Kim about the poll and now you made a promise to hold the, uh, the, the Tesla, uh, meeting here on Spaces. So just, uh, I'll, I'll remind yes. you afterwards about it as well. <laughs> I, I will, Elon, I will, I've been getting a lot of questions. I, 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 I will, I will do those um, things. Yeah. So I've been getting a lot of questions from people who are just bombarding me just to ask you, right? Because, you know, we're in the space. They're asking, what are you going to do about the shadow banning situation? Because, like, I'm personally search banned. I'm not shadow banned, but I'm search banned. And I'm not sure what's even up with that. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I've only been on, on the job like a month, guys. So, uh, just, uh, there's definitely, I've got a long list of things to do. Um, but the, there needs to be a general, um, we need to say like your account should actually just tell you you are search banned or you are de-boosted or whatever it is um, and, and why and what the process is for fixing that um, now now this week I should tell you that, that we did we were probably a little overzealous and, and that's if, if anything that's my, that's my fault because we, I'm, I'm just trying to get rid of the damn uh, scams and spam and bots and stuff um, and so in, in trying to stamp out or, or reduce the, the, the bot spam scam stuff uh, there will be some false positives uh, so uh, so th that's just this week but uh, be taking anyway, it's, like I said, it's going to be an iterative, iterative journey towards uh, <laughs> towards truth and towards a healthier system so at any given point it will be broken but it will be moving as quickly as possible towards a good place um, and I encourage people to, you know, complain about it and whatnot. Uh, but uh, it's it just it, it will it will move iteratively it, it, it iteratively towards a good place. That's the goal. Um, and and I generally move pretty fast. So on the net, you know, the, the vector sum of those decisions um, over time should be. Uh, I'm losing him. Yeah, I think Kim, check my check my DMs. Kim, check my DMs. <laughs> Kim, check my DMs because yeah. I'm yeah. having glitches, so I might need your help with a few things. He's uh, back. Elon, Elon, yeah, Elon you back? Elon? Yep. Yep. He's uh, oh, you're back. Uh, another another question. I think you made a reference once to WeChat. Um, I think that was a while ago, and I don't recall it correctly. Is does that reference still stand today? Is that a potential vision for Twitter? Yeah, I was just using WeChat as an example. It's not like we would copy WeChat exactly, but it's just WeChat does a lot of has a lot of functionality that Twitter should have. Um, like it's kind of a no-brainer for Twitter to have payments, uh, both fiat currency and crypto, and to make that that easy uh, and simple for people to use. Um, uh, as we talked about earlier, adding uh, the ability to post long-form. Uh, written content and video content and to, to be able to monetize that easily um, and um, nice to have a playlist you know like YouTube does yeah <laughs> um, but the, 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 my focus in, in the first month and, and and also will be the case in December is, is just um, making sure that that, twi that Twitter is operating efficiently as a company that um, it is not that is not wasting money um, because it, it faces challenges on the revenue front um, 
from you know with an overdependence on advertising that is not targeted, uh, like brand advertising, and uh, and and in an, in a market where advertising revenue in general is dropping, um, and then also when you start questioning the status quo, then you know various pressure groups start pressuring advertisers to not advertise with you. So that's another you know challenge on the revenue front, and then you got the debt, and and the the debt has now has a very high interest rate. So it's like these are a lot of challenges simultaneously to uh, that. Um, I think we'll you know we'll solve these challenges, but these are a lot of things to, to solve. So the first order of business is just get Twitter healthy. Um, make sure it's, it's uh, expenditures are uh, reasonable. Um, that um, you know Twitter, Twitter is like primarily a software company. There are obviously design elements, but it's primarily software and servers. And so like is the software team. Um, uh, Organized well, those that are committing code, committing good code, uh, and um, you know, just just make, that, that making the engine of engineering work at Twitter. Um, because if you, if you look at say like what is Twitter's evolution, technology evolution over time, um, excluding acquisitions, it's been very low. It's, it's the, the technology of Twitter has been very slow. Um, and ten years to an edit button. Yeah, exactly. The edit button. Look, I mean, if it takes a year to do an edit button and the edit button still doesn't work properly, then you can have a million good ideas, but they're irrelevant because you can't implement them. So, so, so Elon, uh, I've got a quick question for you, my friend. Um, I was removed from the. Hey, I want to test my mic. Can you guys hear me? Um, I can hear you. Um, maybe you can't. can you hear me, Alex? We can. Uh, we can hear you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, let Alex. Have- Okay, does Alex want to go and then I can go? Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, we can, we can hear you. Yeah, hear okay, so my question was if the files, are those also going to include other content other than So basically all pages? Uh, yeah. No, I, like, the, the, Alex, uh, Mario, we can't hear you. This is a bit of an audio shit show. Let's try and get this back on the road. I unmuted everyone. I unmuted everyone. I'm going to unmute those who are not talking. uh, Just uh, mute yourself, please. I would like to ask Elon a quick question. Okay, trying this again. Uh, I think Alex just did, and he was ready to respond. He just now would have to unmute himself to respond to Alex. Yeah, I was just wondering if all all accounts that were requested to have things taken down by the DNC and by the Biden campaign, even ones that have nothing to do with the Hunter Biden laptop, if they will also be released. Uh, Elon, you're muted. He's got to unmute. Yeah, you got to unmute. Yep, he's got to unmute. Oh, sorry. Uh, just, um, yes, um, the... Uh, intent is to release uh, all the files, um, so there's not like anything that's hidden or anything. I can't hear anybody. He dropped out. Is my mic good, Kim? By the way, is it my mic okay? Yeah, yeah it just sounds like you are you are in. Oh, he's back. Um, he's back. Oh, okay. Rick, can oh, okay. you guys hear me? Yeah, we can yeah, hear you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you cut out. Yeah, you cut out for a second. Yeah, I, you were answering, Alex. I mean, I think this is 
you know, this is like whatever Stasi files or um, you know, Truth and Reconciliation. Like Nelson Mandela would say, you know, it's it's if you want reconciliation, there must be truth. So um, that's that's the intent here. Intent here is to just make make it clear what was happening and provide transparency about the past, and in doing so, to build trust about the future. Awesome. So, do you think that Twitter could also like have? an automatic um, notification if anyone was say if their account was requested content taken down do you think there could be something like that implemented? Yeah like the VPN sites actually offer that um, Yeah I mean you mean it's like a, like if a, if a government has a takedown request or something like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If a government example, says, hey, we want you censored, I mean, I think, yeah. like, for example, even Germany would let you know, right? So why doesn't America? Yeah. yeah. Or with James Woods, for example, how his content was, uh, they requested his content be removed. Say if that happened for from, the, like, the Biden campaign. Um, yeah, I, um, I think both uh, past and future requests should be made public. Um and sunshine is sunshine is a great disinfectant, and so if 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 uh, if he is uh, you know is it like it should, if if they request content takedowns that are embarrassing, then they'll be less likely to request those content takedowns. Um, you know, at, at the end of the day, Twitter it doesn't have a choice but to abide by the laws of uh, you know the U.S. and 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 whatever countries it's operating in. Uh, the, otherwise, get arrested. Um, but but we shouldn't do more than that. Um, it should be abide by the laws because you have to. Um, and uh, you know, if, if there may be there may be some potential to say like, well, if we disagree with the law, maybe we can lobby to have a law changed or something like that. But um, so, so, so Elon, I, I, I want to ask I, you I, on I, this point. Um, go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I, but I'm saying like saying like the, the the overarching goal here is that um, on balance that that Twitter be a force for good for the future of civilization um, that and, and for the, the, the expansion of, of consciousness. Um, like so, so to that point, I, I want to ask you then, because I'm speaking from the European lens, um, what do you think about the EU's proposals over potential restrictions to the use of Twitter? Um, or equally, um, I know you had a little bit of a uh, shall we say fanfare with Alex Vindman earlier this week um, I was wondering if you would be interested in a space with you and him since I know him uh, from the week ago <laughs> we had a chat I invite you to, oh God, uh, to a debate to if you'd be interested if you'd be interested <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, don't, don't waste your time with the intelligence community man. seriously yeah. you, I'm teasing I'm teasing I'm teasing but I, I am curious about your thoughts on the European Union perspective um well, actually, I, I, the, 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 a lot of the the EU rules call call for things that I agree with, which is uh, transparency and and a, and, and a, sort of an ability for for users to appeal uh, and, and have a clear process. Um, so I think I the you know in terms of the Digital Services Act, I think I think it's a. Uh, it's mostly good. I think we have to watch the implementation of it and make sure the implementation does not uh, is not um, 
you know, bad for the, the, the people of Europe, but the actual, um, you know, I think most of what is in there, I, I agree with, you know, cause it's, it's transparency and accountability. Uh, it seems quite sensible. Um, we just need to make sure that that is not warped in a bad direction. But, uh, generally I, you know, I, I agree with it. Uh, or, or at least what I know of it today. We don't it, allow governments to define what misinformation or disinformation is, right? I mean, that is probably the most dangerous uh, development to give governments that kind of power that they become the deciders uh, of what's truth and what is not. Yeah, no, that, that, that's, that is a big deal. I agree. That, is, that's, that, that's, that goes to the heart, heart of the situation is that you, you, you don't want to have um, governments, and especially, it may not even be sort of an, it, it may not be an elected official, it may, may be someone who's, uh, you know, potentially a, a mid-level executive in a ministry who's deciding this, and who, who, is, who people don't even know exists and was never elected, uh, despite being in a democratic country. So, so that, what about the China protests? Um, what role do you think that Twitter can have in helping to support Iran, Ukraine, China, uh, and other countries that are facing, you know, uh, technological oppression and limitation in their access to freedom of speech? Well, uh, I mean, yeah, like I said, we'll, we'll do whatever is possible within the bounds of the law. So, um, you know, I have a kind of a personal question. I've been curious. You know, was there a breaking point that made you decide to want to buy Twitter? Man, that's, that's a good question. Um, Thank you. I was hoping you would say the child exploitation that you've done more to get rid of in the past month than they did in the past ten years on Twitter. <laughs> And I wanted to thank you for that. And I'm sorry that the media has completely snubbed you on mentioning the fact that you guys have gone above and beyond to make that happen. And Eliza Blue, thank you for your work and efforts there. Yeah, I'd like to say thank, thank Eliza Blue. I would like to thank uh, Andrea as well. Um, we've actually had, this is actually like a really good case of, of, of you know, crowdsourcing of, of having uh, people on Twitter actually help. Uh, solve the child exploitation stuff. Um, it, it's actually it is it is true. Um, yes, uh, <laughs> Twitter has done more to stop child exploitation in the last month than probably the last ten years. That's insane. It, it kind of blows my mind, frankly. Um, and we're going to keep doing it, and it's always going to be number one. I mean, it's like kids can't defend themselves, so we must def defend them as adults. Um, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mario, we can't hear you. Mario, you, you sound like a like a mosquito now. Sounds like he's in the toilet. To be honest. Elon, yeah. do you still have plans to drop the W? Everyone is asking. <laughs> um, I I mean, technically, the poll did come out positive on that. Um. So the people have spoken. <laughs> no, no, the people have not spoken. <laughs> but more to my question, like I don't think you answered that. Like uh, I want to know, like what was the breaking point? Like, I think a lot of people want to know this one. Like what was the breaking point that made you want to buy Twitter? 
Well, first of all, I, I suppose I, I, if, if Twitter had been, if, if I'd been able to buy Twitter sooner, then I, I might have actually done that. Uh, but, you know, there, there had to be where, a situation where my liquidity was enough and Twitter's value was, you know, whether, 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 you know, there was essentially uh, a, a closing price. Like, would, would I actually have my, um, that, that wasn't the case until recently. Um, but I, I guess the, it just felt like it really had been building for, for some time. So I wouldn't say there was like, it wasn't like a step change suddenly. This is, this is a one thing. It's not like, oh, the Babylon B got banned. That's why I bought Twitter. That would be crazy. Um, it's more that, yeah. uh, the, the, there just seemed to be like this more and more group think amongst the media, um, more and more, uh, sort of towing the line amongst digital social media companies. And basically just we're traveling the path more and more of, of suppression of free speech. Um, and this was just getting me concerned to, it's, it's like the trends were just very, very bad. Um, so unless something was done to reverse this trend against free speech, then I felt, well, maybe that, the, you know, at some point everything will just get cut off. And unless you're in agreement with whatever the group think is, then, um, you're just going to be ostracized or your voice will be shut off. Um, so, um, So, like I said, it wasn't any one thing. It was just, it was just like, okay, I think, I, and I could, I can't exactly say why because it's like one of those things where it's like, my, it's just said that my biological neural net, uh, neural net, said it is important to buy Twitter, um, and you, you know, just like with a digital neural net, you, you can't really exactly explain why the neural net is able to. Uh, Understand an image or text, or but just say that that the, the collective result of the neural net says that this is an important action, uh, or, the, or this is the right action. And my biological neural nets concluded that it was important to buy Twitter, and that if Twitter was not bought and steered in a good direction, that it would be a danger for the future of civilization. And so that's why I, that's why I bought it. Um, that's brilliant. Yeah. Elon, yeah, you, you mentioned, brilliant. you mentioned the biological neural net and the digital neural net. When is, uh, Neuralink going to be ready to copy our consciousness into a computer? Can I sign forever? Up? Where can I sign up for it? Because I would love to have my, my brain augmented, you know, it's like cyberpunk. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Just going full cyberpunk at this point. Uh, yep. JSX. Um, <laughs> Elon, I want to pose the other side to that. To that, um, I'm sure you're familiar with Doctor Who, right? And the Cybermen and this idea of a centralized system by which you can influence people's thoughts. Is that not a consideration that you have on your radar? If you get what I'm coming from. Well, I mean, fr frankly, on the on the, the neural neural. <sighs> On the neural link front, 
if I look at the pace at which artificial intelligence is improving versus the pace at which Neuralink is uh, progressing, artificial intelligence is moving much faster than the Neuralink is moving because as soon as anything gets done with humans, it gets very slow because of the danger to humans. Um, so the short, I mean, for the next few years, Neuralink is really just focused on restoring movement to people that have a broken neck or spine and restoring vision. So it's restoring movement and vision. It's not, um, you know, uploading memories or controlling thoughts or anything like that. It's pretty basic stuff. Um, it's like the early days of computers, you know. It's basic, but it's life-changing, though, right? I mean, being able to see if you, you're born blind, that is that is a gift that I don't think, you know, anyone would pass up. That would be amazing. Yeah, and that's, that's very doable. Um, so, uh, anyway, so what I'm saying about Neuralink is that you'll be able to see anything that Neuralink's doing, you'll be able to see coming from very far off. Like, it'll... Like, because you've got to go through the whole FDA device approval process. Um, it, that takes ages. You've got to evaluate uh, the safety in humans, and uh, that takes a long time. So it's, it basically is very slow um, compared to the development of digital superintelligence, which is very fast. Um, now, I do think for a long time that we ought to be more cautious in the development of digital superintelligence um, because... You know, this represents a danger to the public, and just as we have other regulatory agencies that uh, oversee dangers to the public, like the FDA um, or the FAA, or you know, any one of a number of FCC, it's it does. You know, you you have to you you can't just have companies just going hog wild on uh, developing digital superintelligence with no oversight. Um, do, you, do you potentially see this happening in a country where there are no oversights, you know, where the governments allow the, you know, scientists to do, to go hog wild, as you said? Well, <sighs> look, we, we, there's, there's the things we can control and the things we can't control. And I think the, there should be some kind of oversight um, in, uh, you know, North America and Europe, which is where a lot of the AI innovation is happening. Um, there should be some kind of oversight beyond nothing, which is currently the case. Um, so, how yeah, far do you think we are from uh, general artificial intelligence? Like, what is your time frame? You think until we have the big, the big deal? I mean, I think it's it's happening very fast. You have said like AGI is defined by where where digital superintelligence is smarter than the smartest human. What is your definition of AGI? Yeah, exactly. I mean, once once uh, AI is able to basically program itself and understands how to uh, how to advance itself, that would be the level where we need to start to worry, right? This, you know, last year after the pandemic, we had the the Great Resignation, and now there's the concern about the replacement of traditional labour jobs with, you know, AI and machine technology. I think it was you, uh, you know, I saw the video 
deep and the capacity for it to control things with its mind. Is there not a concern about the potential impact it has on you know, very menial jobs and the uh, you know those people who don't have necessarily the skills or ability to retrain that quickly? Just you know, how can we uh, plan in advance to minimise the consequences of that? Sorry, the audio the audio is like not not good right now. So, um, oh no worries. Uh, uh, Ian, come here with your phone, and maybe leave the conversation with you because you can hear your phone. Ian. Hey, yeah, we can't uh, hear you, know, you maybe, Mario. Maybe we can have another space sometime in the future to talk about AI because I think uh, that is one of the big topics, uh, you know, where a lot of people don't really realize how big uh, the risk of AI is. And what you are always uh, asking for is, you know, more regulation, better rules in order to prevent the worst case scenario of, yeah. you know, an AGI taking over and basically wiping out like an artist and an artist and her jobs. You know, I mean, Mid Journey has basically replaced graphic artists for book covers. Yep. You know, you don't need a book artist anymore. You can just do it with AI. Not, not, not to change the subject back to the uh, Twitter files, but Kim, I just want to ask, <laughs> just want to ask Elon a, a quick question about Section Two Thirty. Are you concerned about that now and what the government could potentially do to Section 230 as a result of the flattening that you're creating at Twitter and all the truth that you're you're pushing out in the objectivity? Well, I, I think it is, um, and I said, I did say this on Twitter publicly, it is good that that we, we actually, that, that the House will be Republican you know, it's it's like it's not it's generally not a good idea if in the U.S. if the if the House, Senate, and executive branch are all of one party, then then you have sort of situation. So it's good to have uh, at least one of those branches be um, the other party because um, then they will then then they will check the worst excesses of both parties. Um, so I think. Um, you know, I, I think it's, it's good that the House will be Republican, you know, and, and at least, and, this is, and people to interpret that as like, oh, I must be some huge Republican or something. It's like, no, I'm a huge moderate, actually, is what I am. Uh, it's just like, I wish people were rigorously moderate. Uh, but like, by its nature, being moderate is not, it does not lend itself, you know, you cannot be, it's like, be fanatically moderate. <laughs> but, but fanaticism, and, and be a radical centrist. I think some YouTubers like to say, right? Be a radical centrist. Uh, yeah, exactly. Radical idea. centrist. Um, so, so it's just like, like you want to have the government pass laws that are in the best interest of the people, not that that are in, that are in the interest of a small segment of the people. Um, and uh, you know, so that's why I think if like if you have uh, a mixture of parties in control, then 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 they will pass only things that sort of are the intersection of sets of what both parties agree on, which is more likely to be in the interest of the people. Um, so, so I think, I, I guess I feel pretty okay about that uh, Section 230 stuff. Um, yeah. Elon, um, can you, uh, just quickly guys, can you can you hear me now or no? 
We've yeah, got yeah, okay. yeah, I've just got, I've just got, uh, I've just, yeah, I've just got, I've got great speakers that just came up because now it's not glitching for me anymore. So I've just welcomed Clayton, uh, Patrick, Pet David is on stage as well, and there's more speakers about to come up that all of you would know. Now my space is working, so guys, uh, feel free to jump in and ask Elon any questions. Hey, thank you, thank you so much. If you want to retry the co-host thing too, Mario. Sorry I will know. I will know. Yeah, yeah, I, I will okay. know. I will know. Go ahead, Clay, and then Patrick. Hey, thanks, Elon. This is Clayton from Redacted. Um, One of the stories we've been covering on our show over the past couple of months is the Dr. Shiva's lawsuit. Uh, He was banned from Twitter running for the Senate from Massachusetts. And one of the things in his lawsuit that was uncovered was the back end government portal to both Facebook and Twitter, the the trusted Twitter partnership. Um, and I know on Twitter's blog that trusted Twitter partnership between Twitter and someone with a government email address can reach out to Twitter and basically have accounts banned, taken down. Is that portal, is that trusted partnership still available to the government? And given what you've released in the Twitter files, does it make sense for that to still be there? Um, i, I got to dig into this uh, trusted partnership thing. Um, you know, obviously that has like some big brother vibes. Um, so, uh, you know, Twitter, Twitter will adhere to the law. Um, but, but, but it will not do, you know, it's not going to go, go beyond the law. Uh, and, and if there are laws that, that seem, that don't seem to be the interest of, of the people, then Twitter will push to change the laws to be in the interest of the people. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll dig into this trusted partnership thing, find out what's going on. Um, so, yeah. By the way, Clayton, I do watch Redacted, and I love you and your wife. You're doing an amazing job, so keep it going. Eric, did you have a Eric Sebastian? Did you have a question? Yeah, yes, I, um, I, I, I do, Elon. And it, Go it, ahead, Eric. Maybe a follow-up to to the, the prior question, Elon. In the Twitter, in the, you know, the Twitter files, the things that you found, did you find any relationship between Facebook and any other TikTok, whoever, whomever, with regards to what could be considered, you know, the collusion with with the certain um, political parties? Was it was it in other words, was there any collusion among other social media groups with Twitter? Um, I've not directly seen that. I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but it, it, I've not seen it yet. Um, so, uh, in, in fact, um, the in, in terms of the, the Twitter files, I um, Matt, Matt TV's read way more than I have, like by a ton. Because um, my priority has been just getting Twitter healthy um, and fixing uh, Twitter engineering so that we can actually, uh, you know, uh, release features at a high, at a, at a high rate. So, uh, you know, that's been my priority on the Twitter front is, is we've got to get, get Twitter to be in a financially healthy place, fix the engine of engineering so we can, uh, add, add the features and capabilities that are, that are, that will make it much better and improve transparency and trust and all that. So, uh, I actually don't even, I, I don't, most of the stuff, I, I've read hardly any of the Twitter files. Uh, Matt TV has, um, and Barry, Barry Weiss is also getting access to it, so she'll read it too. Um, have you been in contact with any um, of the other social platforms, Meta, Google, etc., since the release of the files? Has there been any pushback, any concerns, anything at all, or has it been pretty quiet? Uh, they haven't reached out to me. So, 
uh, I'm not aware of any any uh, outreach from them. Um, so I, I guess look, if if if, if I think if, if this if it turns out there's like stuff that the public should know about, um, then we'll put it out there. Um, and uh, you know, I told Matt 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 uh, Tribby and Barry Weiss, hey, listen, whatever you see, if you think the public should know about it, you just post it. With regards to the dissemination of information, so right now it's just Matt Taibbi and Barry Weiss. Do you have any uh, plans to maybe give it give access to more journalists, like say uh, Ryan Savidra of Daily Wire, or Jack Masovic? You know, I mean, he's done lots of coverage on this stuff even previously. So I'm, I'm sure they'd love to know. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I mean, probably, maybe at some point we should just like put it all out there. You know, um, uh, so. Like I think in the beginning, it's it's good to have some coherence, um, and um, you know, so it's not just a million stories all at once. Um, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it's a it's a drip feed at first, and then later on, it's going to be a flood, right? Because otherwise, it's just too many stories, too much all at once, and then people can't really focus on anything. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, you just you just get drowned out in the flood of things. But I think I think yep. w- once once we think. The, the stories have the, the critical stories have been told. Then I think probably the right move is to just you know uh, provide a data dump and then uh, uh, to go, go through it and see what was missed. Are, are you are you surprised at all about the, the 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 blowback against Matt Taibbi over the past twenty four hours? I mean, a number of a number of uh, liberal news organizations a lot of liberal news reporters came out and really slammed Matt Taibbi uh, which really was really shocking what was your response to that um, well I think uh, those people should be looking in the mirror and wondering why they were deceptive uh, why did they deceive the American public and and instead of trying to redirect blame to Matt Taibbi they seem to be accepting some responsibility themselves for not being truthful to the American public. Elon, it's Elon, it's Mike Cohen here. Um, congratulations on, of course, the acquisition of Twitter. But my question to you is, how are you going to go about combating the issue of bot and bot farms who create so much misinformation and hate on your platform? If the last thing I do, I will defeat the damn bots and trolls. Um, <laughs> Maybe they, they need like a mind virus that purges them, you know, just makes them self-destructive. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's war. It's war, and and we're gonna win that war, big time. Um, yeah, because okay, I'm the, confident you will. I'm because the, you will. The, the extent of the hatred that these bots cause is astronomical, I agree. and. Um, it's really terrible, it's terrible, but thank you for thank you for your commitment to that. Absolutely. Can I yeah. can I jump in and ask a question here, Michael? Just, just real quick, just real quick. I wanted to say something about the bots. So there are of course commercial bots, right? People trying to do spam, but the more dangerous bots are those that are trying to interfere in discourse and uh, you yep. know try to manipulate the conversation. And those are primarily run by governments, right? They are run by the intelligence community in different countries they're trying to uh, manipulate the way people are talking for example about Ukraine uh, I think one of the more famous uh, examples here are these so-called NAFO 
bots that are going out and shooting everyone down. People. Yeah, often where they're mixing it, right? So the intelligence community does it in that way. They have real people, then they have bots that are fully automated, and then they even let their intelligence community employees work uh, with Twitter profiles to chime in as well. But all with one goal, which is to manipulate the public discourse uh, towards their goals. And I think you experienced that yourself when you spoke out for peace in Ukraine. You were attacked by these same bots. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, so, um, like I like I said, you know, um, I've been on the job at a, a month. Um, I'm very good at software. I wrote software for 20 years. Um, and uh, at, I was very good back in the day at, at defeating the, the scammers. Um, and uh, they, I mean, they were just like, it, they were just, had, had the, the, the bad actors had free reign in the system before. Um, they will not have that in the future. Um, I look forward to that battle. Um, and it, we will expose those who are acting uh, to manipulate public opinion and uh, shine a bright light on it. Um, so. Fantastic. Hey, uh, Kim, if Good I could answer. just ask a, ask a quick question on that uh, same topic, because there was a point at which I was told by someone who apparently had access to this um, Discord server for these NATO uh, or NAFO trolls that I was among their top targets, or even their number one target for a while. So I'm just sort of a personal curiosity. By the way, this is uh, Michael Tracy. Um, and... <laughs> um, and so, Elon, I'm just curious if you were able to detect or gauge any inauthentic activity on Twitter specifically related to this sort of pro-Ukraine faction, or, you know, is there was there a particular sort of system that kind of connects those actors that you were able to discern since you've taken the helm? Um, well, the, the, the tools that Twitter currently has to detect... Uh, large scale manipulation are, are quite weak and need to be strengthened. Um, that's why, but in order for that, for them to be strengthened, we must, uh, like I said, build the engine of engineering um, and uh, to be able to sort of see what's going on in the system. It, I mean, over and over again, it's been, uh, uh, it's like Twitter doesn't know what's going on in Twitter. Uh, that, that's actually the issue. Um, so, uh, we need to build the, the, the tools that can analyze what's going on and see where where is there uh, evidence of large scale manipulation, and uh, in order to, uh, to to highlight it. And I think even if if it's not shut down, if it is simply highlighted and said, wait a second, these these accounts are all acting in concert. They're acting in a way that is faster than a human could possibly coordinate. Uh, this the, this appears to be a linked, uh, you know, hundred thousand bots linked that are all acting in concert um, and, and just say and, and, and uh, you know expose them essentially but, but but those software tools need to be written um, and they have not yet been written so they but they will I have written Elon, those would, tools so I can give them to you <laughs> right Elon wouldn't it be easier if you were able to use some form of two part authentication in order to ensure that the individual
You've Elon, jumped out, Ian. You've jumped Elon, out, Michael. Oh, you're back. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Elon, would it not be easier to just use some form of two-part authentication to ensure that the individual is who they say they are? Yes. Um, now, now that so this is part of what's the, the, the game plan with the sort of, uh, you know, blue verified thing um, is that, that right now it is it is uh, there are problems on many levels. It's 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 too cheap to have a bot. So uh, or, or and even a troll like, like like it's not just that somebody's operating a bunch of, you know, uh, you know, 10,000 instances um, of, you know, of Twitter accounts, you know, you know, in, in, a, in a bank of PCs.